You are about to witness history in the making. Hi guys, welcome to another, well, another hot and sticky um, Pop Culture Gamers podcast. I'm your host for this afternoon, Steve, and as usual, my partner in crime, Hayden. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, Steve. Are you as hot as me? <laughs> well, the wife thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> God, why did I not know that I would get a reaction like that from you, whatever I'm going to say, like, you know, you talk to her, you? Yes, indeed. So... It's been a while, I think, isn't it, since we've actually done a proper podcast now? It? it is, because we've had our little E3 sort of shows, haven't we? We've had three of them, and yeah. we had a bit of a break last week because I was ill. <laughs> yeah, and just to put it out there, I'm on call this week, so that's not been fun. So you won't know the interruptions if there's any, but we will. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway... I am going to have my finish my cold drink, and I'm going to let you do your intro before I do mine. So okay, that's nice of me, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then, fire away. Well, I mean, it does really feel like it has been ages since uh, since we've done an intro, so I'm not really sure where to begin. I know. Um, had a few weeks out in the nice sunshine, uh, rather than being stuck to an office, uh, which has been quite nice because. Um, every six months where mm. I work, we deliver training to people from lots of different organisations like the police, health, schools, the local authority, whatever, uh, on what we call the Developments in Safeguarding Managers Masterclass. So I've been a- <coughs> delivering Sorry. training. So this is like just for your, this is for your council, isn't it? For your area, isn't it? Yeah, for my, my real job. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, rather than being one of the two hosts on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, so, you know, I, you know, I've been delivering uh, training uh, and it's been really interesting because we've been teaching professionals who safeguard children about the dark web and how easy it is to get on there and, um, you know, so that they know what to look for with, uh, you know, with their children about fabricated illness and uh, about some audits and learning that we've done from that and about young people's sexual health and social emotional mental health so it's been quite a you know quite a good Mm. uh, little training course Uh, and I've also been going around a few schools uh, or or rather school meetings um, delivering some you know learning and updates from the board and yeah. Uh trying to work closer uh with schools. Uh because last week was what we dubbed safeguarding week. Oh, okay. So we uh got the different agencies across the county to do different events mm. across North Yorkshire uh to raise the awareness of safeguarding um well everybody because safeguarding is everybody's business basically. Um but you know that that's what uh, we would do is we work with the safeguarding adults board and the community safety partnerships <coughs> and the uh, 
the um, the office of the uh, chief of uh, police and all of that sort of stuff. the commission uh, police commissioner rather mm. uh, so you know quite a a big thing for us really in terms of uh, what we do um, but that's not the main bit of news that I've got for my work because while having an absolute split in migraine full of hair fever could hardly talk completely nasal i had an interview last you friday you did didn't you i remember you used to be told about the other day didn't you <laughs> yeah i did uh, i had an interview to uh jump ship as it were is it is it official now the, within uh, your sort of people yes. you mix with yeah i am um moving over to the uh, safeguarding adults board from the safeguarding children's board to uh, do work there hmm. uh, instead. Um, so I'm really looking forward to having a bit of a new challenge because I've been at the safeguarding children board for six years, nearly. So uh, yeah, just uh, counting uh, counting the days until uh, that happens now. But it's quite it's quite strange because I'm suddenly gone from having lots of things that I'm going to have to be doing to closing down a lot of things that I am doing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm going to have to start, you know, but I'm sort of like planning for my successor, as it were, which is a weird, weird uh, feeling after all that time. But uh, still, really looking forward to, uh, you know, to a new challenge, basically. But um, it's it's more of the same, but it's adults, so uh, the, there's a big difference between safeguarding children and adults. But there's a lot of similarities as well, you yeah. know, because. With uh, adults, there has to be more consent and stuff like that than mm. there does with, you know, with uh, children. It's it's a different sort of scenario because some children are not old enough to give consent, no. as it were, and you have to go for parental consent. And so that, you know, or maybe not at all, but if it's a real safeguarding issue. So it's, uh, it's a different world. So it's going to be a, a big, steep learning curve, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. Cool. So in the in in the gaming world, then what 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 you've been up to? I I know one of your games, obviously, because you've seen a tweet about it. But um, yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I've been in a bit of a slump. You know, you know when you get those sort of points where it's a bit hard to um, to do anything really because you just can't engage with a game because I'd come off uh, doing Far Cry Five, which I'd really enjoyed, and then I'd gone straight on to God of War, which I really enjoyed. And then there was sort of like a bit of a hole there. And no matter what I tried playing, I just wasn't really getting into it in exactly the same way. So That's where where I come in though, isn't it, really? uh, Well, actually, actually no, because what happened, it's before that uh, happened, because um, I then caught on to Detroit, become human. Yeah. Obviously, and I played that, and I absolutely hammered that, and I've completed it. Mm. Um, well done, and I loved it. I didn't see your post. There was a couple of shots here. I didn't think that would be spoilers for me, so um, not so really. I no, I didn't, I didn't really look at it. Um, no. but so we can talk about that later. No, I did. Uh, I did do one of uh, a, a shot of one of my paths because when you get to the end of a, a section, it showed you some of the paths that you know you could have taken. And, uh, for example, I, I completely cocked up the quick time events on the last, 
uh, one to do with the robots because there was some where you had to physically move the controller to the right, you know, with the six axis. Oh, when you're doing... Yeah, I'm with you. And I <clears> used a stick and I kept doing the same mistake each time. So consequently, I failed the QTE. So as a result of that, I didn't get a favourable thing for the robots. Uh, but um, that's too much that, information for me at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I'll just look at the symbols that are on there. To be honest, mate. Uh, to be honest, but uh, mm. yeah, fantastic game. I'll talk more about that uh, later on. One that you need to go back to mm. desperately. Uh, but I also, after yesterday afternoon, sat there <laughs> going. I don't know what, what to play. I've, I only, I've, I've I was, got Game Pass and I, there's nothing on there I want I, to play. I was playing, because obviously I'm on call, as I say, and so the missus went out at one point. She was in. She was on her phone doing bits and pieces. I must have been on there for about eight hours yesterday, I felt like. And she said, you've been on it all day? I said, oh, yeah. no, surely not. Yeah, it is one of those games that sort of like eats your time. So uh, the game that we yeah. are talking about uh, is obviously the new Jurassic Park game. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. And we'll, we'll tell who else will, but won't say more than that at the minute because uh, you can listen to that later. With um, I've got a great story. It was quite amusing actually with with my my park. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it just took me back to just quickly. It took me back to roller coaster tycoon type that sort of style. It is, and to be honest, um, on the PC sort of side, the yeah. Frontier who produced it, same people who do Elite Dangerous. Mm. Yeah, Frontier, um, yeah. Yeah, they also have uh, a theme park sort of game as well. Yeah, I did play, yeah, Rollercoaster Tycoon, and then there was a theme park, theme park. It's back, This is PC days going back in the day. No, no, this is a, a new one. Oh, okay. Uh, or a, a newer one. I, I think I played, and I played Six Flags as well. Did you ever play that one? No, I haven't played which that. Which is one. which is the American theme park. Um, but yeah, no, there's a great twist on this game and how, what you can play in it. And you don't if you, if you don't keep an eye on it, you forget what you can do, and it's just so clever. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we'll, it's, we'll, it's we'll, a great we'll game. Talk about talk about that later. Anything else? Uh, yes. Um, I've, I actually, to be honest, the other day I was so bored, I actually loaded up Typing of the Dead. <laughs> so it's House of the Dead. Oh, okay. But you type instead, so as the zombies are coming towards God, you, you type you must in have been words. bored. You must have been bored. Do you know what? Actually, it was quite a good laugh. <laughs> it really was quite a good laugh. I quite enjoyed it. I'm sad. Uh, but uh, no, that that was uh, quite good fun. Um, I also have played, well, I've been playing a bit of uh, Destiny 2. Um, we just both? Yeah, separately. Up, up in the characters, yes, yeah. because you wouldn't come for a nightfall with me. No, it's too too tired. It's too hot and sticky to do it. Yeah, um, I played Gemini Heroes Reborn. Yeah, um, and also the Far Cry Five DLC, first mm-hmm. one that's come out. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I mentioned about Detroit Become Human, and the other one I've played is uh, Goragoa. Which okay. is a puzzle game. Okay. And it's a very clever puzzle game, but I'll talk about that later on. So what's been happening with you, Steve? Because we haven't been catching up recently. No, we've been really leading our separate lives, I think, haven't we? We have. <laughs> um, but to be honest, I think I've been all 
E3'd out and zoned out for gaming. Mm. Um, as much as yourself, to be honest. And the, la- the last few weeks have been busy because, as I say, I, because I'm working in a... All I can say is what it is. I won't say where it is because I don't think it's right I should anyway. But working in this prison at the moment, um, it's just taken... It's just sapped my energy because I'm up at, uh, I'm up at R5, out the door at 6... I'll get back on the road at about three, luckily, but I'm I'm knackered by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and being on call as well this week, because I've actually been out. I've been out and come back at three in the morning one day this week. Yeah, and so it, it also it, hasn't helped for us catching up because I've been working two nights a week as well and had <coughs> yeah. governor meetings and stuff like that, yeah. so we just never have the time. No, no, we? no. So on the, sort of on the gaming front, um, I decided to, to go back to Fallout 4. Um, but just to have my modded character for mods. Yeah. So we have a bit of chat about that. Um, so and, and I think more so, I, I go because this has just gone onto the Game Pass now. If anyone's out there that if ever thought that you know maybe that's not their sort of game, but it's you know you do have Game Pass. Yeah, you can boot up to find out it's not your sort of game. Yeah, but but what you can do is is play it the way I'm playing it at the minute, which might make it a bit more fun for you if you're not bothered about achievements because <clears throat> it will it will disable those but if it's just for a bit of fun and you want to try something different then uh you can we'll chat about that later and how I, how i've progressed with that i have to admit i was looking at the steam sale yeah. and the game of the year edition of fallout 4 was 9.99 oh that's just that's worth its weight in gold that is the normal game was 9.99 as well yeah. without the season pass Hmm. And the season pass was twenty quid on its own. How does that work? So you I, can either get the whole game with everything, because that's the game of the year. Version. Because that, yeah, because there's like there's about three or four parts of DLC there for that. I know and that. It's a, it's but so do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It it just seems crackers to me that they're uh, charging. Yeah, I I don't know if the DLC is included on the Fallout edition on Game Pass. I don't know about that. I don't think it is. I think it's just a standard version. Mm. But um, but yeah. So I say, as you said, as well as you, it's Iron Banner at the moment. Iron Banner. No, it's not. No, it's not Iron Banner because that's from the notes from a week ago. Yes. So Iron Banner was moved last on. week, uh, and this week it is factions. So I've been dealing with. I've been playing a bit of that. We can have a chat a bit about that. Um, slowly enjoying Detroit Become Human. But I've got to a point, well, a small point where you got to and you carried on playing, didn't you? So um, The Junkyard. The Junkyard, yeah. And it's funny that Jurassic Park, I just, in, I mean that zone for Jurassic Park in all different ways. Mm. So luckily enough, um, my, my 25th anniversary vinyl is at the moment sitting in Chicago. So it's it moved it starts it's it's journeyed from Texas, uh, but um, where Mondo's uh, pressing I don't think it's a pressing plant they got there as well I'm not sure. But it starts off at Mondo's at Texas and it's slowly creeping its way back to the UK. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> I think I have watched Jurassic Park last week as well, funny enough. So it's just it's it's a franchise that you know I think I think I I love it really doing you know really love it don't make yourself yeah no i love the films 
Um, I, must, I must see the latest one if at some point if I can. Mm. Um, so yeah, so from that point of view, dress it well. So we'll have a, we'll have a chat about that. But on a pers- um, on a personal front, as you're well aware, I've been um, continuing to improve my health uh, with my quest to lose weight, which is one that doesn't give you achievements. But um, what's it now? I think it's six, we're in six months now, isn't it, since January? Yeah. And I've gone from 17 stone to 14 stone 10. So it's a huge jump for me. That's fantastic, mate. And that's without shakes or anything to boot. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's no magic formula to this. All it's basically doing, I've been watching what I've eaten, what I've been eating. Hmm. Um, but I'll need a new. I'll need some new clothes because <laughs> they're all too big now. Yeah, that is one of the the drawbacks, isn't it? I mean, I have to admit, to be honest, I've not been looking after myself at all. Started off the year uh, really quite well, then um, positive, and then you nosedived. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was doing yoga because I was a tree. Funny um, enough, my missus is actually doing that right now as we speak on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Is she? <laughs> the other room. <laughs> No, I, I started going to yoga with my missus, and yeah. um, everything was going fine. And then I, I did one of the pauses and knackered my knee, and then we stopped going for a couple of weeks because mm. my wife didn't want to go without me either. And then we just never went back because by the time I'd uh, I'd got you know my my knee was well enough to go back, I'd then been offered to work on a on a Wednesday night, so it was sort of like mm, okay. Mm. Can't go then. <laughs> so, you know, it was uh, it was just one of them things. But you know, I'll always choose to earn money over. I would to, you know, go to yoga or anything like well, that. Well, yeah, because that, that it's for your hobbies, isn't it? <laughs> like if you're earning well, money. yeah. I mean, the teaching that I do in an evening, it, it's my pocket money. Yeah, yeah, true. So, so, just saying about hobbies. So, obviously, my other hobby is vinyl. Um, so. Because what it is is funny because it's people might think, well, I mean, he's got a load of albums just come out of nowhere, but I've been pre-ordering stuff over the last six months. Yeah. So, and they, and I'm getting them from the states, so they do take a while to come. So over the, a, a week ago, I got the Back to the Future soundtracks. Um. So they were pre-ordered a while ago. They turned up. Fantastic music it's and it's as i say with with these these sort of albums these are expanded ones so the original back to future soundtrack which i do have which is a lot of the the songs from the film mm-hmm. this is all the obviously the the uh the, the music from from the composer yeah um and there's like because they've never been released in these sort of forms they're like 20 minutes of extra extra music that's never been pressed in any shape or form you know what i mean I do, and they're quite good with the the, the, the quality of the artwork. is is brilliant. It really is. Um, I mean, you get your liner notes and bits and pieces like that. And <clears throat> another one that actually I, I pre like this one actually wasn't pre ordered. This one was on eBay, and it was coming from Italy. And this mm-hmm. one's come quicker than the one from the states. <laughs> but but it's um, it was a soundtrack to Fallout Three. Not your favourite cup of tea game, but hey-ho. But, um, but yeah, I was really chuffed to get that. And it was sealed. It was in its cellophane. It's not been opened. So, yeah. you know, so... And it's in a, in a sort of a yellow biohazard-style sort of vinyl colour mm. for the rads. So that was pretty cool. Um, speaking of Fallout, 
I got my beta code for Fallout 76 the other day. Nice. So I've just registered that with Bethesda. Um, so when that goes live, I'm sure I'll get a, an email with the code to do it on the Xbox. Obviously, that was through ordering the um, Power Armor edition. So and you could go to future events in cosplay. Yeah, oh god, yeah. And there's something else. It's funny because I was umming and ahhing. Now I'm going to be a. I'm doing a load of overtime. I'm going to have to cut a few hours in to pay for this. But I've also ordered an authentic pit boy from Fallout 76. I don't know if you've seen the video of this at all. I have. But you build this one as well. So it comes in a snazzy, nice wooden box, all. And it's all in parts in the box, and you take it out, and it's got screwdrivers to build it. Mm. And they're also doing some of the weapons as well. So there's a few different bits and pieces if, you, if you're a bit of a Fallout fan like me. Yeah. Worth a look on Bethesda's website. And I'm keen, actually, because obviously, as we are talking about sort of losing weight and stuff like that, I, ha- I need some new T-shirts. And I've been, been hopping around on some certain... Um, gaming websites and what have you just looking for some t-shirts mm-hmm. probably time i get them ordered they'd be summer would be gone but uh well i don't know whether or not you noticed but uh clive peacock one of our listeners yes, he posted uh, i did for a tenner as well that is isn't it yeah so I'm, i may well do that um but also four... the other t-shirts because it's uh loudshop.com it's called that's right and uh the t-shirts like 650 a pop yeah, and so you get four for a tenner in a bit of a lucky dip scenario. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool, isn't it? That's, that's... And they're really nice designs as well. Yeah. So you know, all some, of, like, sort of, some of the Star Wars, culture. Some of the Star Wars ones you saw there and that, some of the old rip. I think Wave 1 of those was very much the 70, you know, when it was released back yeah, then. Yeah, the like. retro sort of tops. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool. That. I, I'm going to have to probably go back and have a little nose at that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's enough rambling on. I think we could go. I think we've had so much going on. We could talk for ages on just a, a ramble like that. But should we move to gaming this week? Yep. No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so you put the news in this week. Would you like to let us all know what it is? All right. Well. My big prediction for E3 was that we would be seeing Microsoft talking Windows virtual reality for Xbox. Yes, and I said, yeah, no, not a chance. (laughs) Well, there was a lot of indications about that, and there had been um, some talk about Microsoft was saying it was intending to bring that platform to the X. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, Microsoft has stepped back from suggestions that it will bring virtual reality games to its Xbox console. So when Microsoft announced its newest console in 2016, it said the device would be capable of delivering high-fidelity virtual reality. Evidently, Microsoft's chief uh, marketing officer for gaming, uh, Mike uh, Nichols, uh, told GameIndustry.biz that um, the perspective, um, or Microsoft's perspective on it has uh, been and continues to be that the PC is probably the best platform for more immersive VR and MR. Mm. Uh, so, obviously, rival PSVR to that format uh, has sold more than a million 
PlayStation VR headsets, which to me I think is quite good considering the fact that uh, other other formats have struggled a little bit more. Uh, but an analyst suggests that VR sales have generally been slow and Microsoft uh, now says it wants to focus its mixed reality efforts on the PC. So it's bad news for VR on Xbox, unfortunately. Well, who knows with, with, with the talk, this could be swipe to one side and when the next xbox comes out they might say you know who knows it's very difficult to predict i think at the moment yeah i mean it's you know i'll be i'll be honest you know i've always said that i think that vr is a passing fad and i still think vr is a passing fad Mm. i don't think it's going to be mainstream here to stay for a very very long time not until they actually make the glasses so that they are like glasses and they are wireless yeah uh, and basically work quite perfectly and i think that there's a lot of things that they need to do to improve controls but i still think it's unfortunate that it looks like mixed windows mixed realities not coming to the xbox one yeah it's a i don't know i mean They've dabbled with, with, with stuff in the past and where I got them, it ends up just being in the bin to a certain degree, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. As much as Connect did work for me well, and for some it didn't, you know, it's... Um, they, I suppose they're, 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 their mission at the moment should be, as, as we're all well aware, is, is about games. Mm. So bringing out, bringing out something that's going to be with... Uh, <clears throat> with hardware side, I think they're, they're, they're you know they're, they're too busy on other plans. I think to to think about that maybe. Well, to be honest, I'd rather than be bringing out the games, which obviously they should a lot of games at E3. Yeah. No, absolutely, I agree. You know, the, at the end of the day, it's a games platform, so let's have the games. Let's uh, you know, let's not have experiences. Leave that to PlayStation to. Uh, you know, to explore. Yeah, I mean, the there was something I, I saw. I didn't read the full story. I just saw it posted earlier. But um, I suppose this may well be coming as much as for other things. But there's, there could be another platform to come up against Xbox. Yes, Google. PlayStation. Yeah, and <laughs> again, I don't know. And there is a suggested Atari console that's supposed to be able to be do 4K gaming. Although there's still quite a lot of people who think that that's actually just a Swiss. Yeah, until it's out, actually out there and we can see what it's doing, we'll have to just wait for that, I think. Yeah. You know. But, uh, hey-ho. Anyway, should we go through the new releases or shall I go through the few, not so many releases? Yeah, there's only three. <laughs> so, the first one is, well, it's the one we want to chat about a bit later. So, Jurassic World Evolution, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. That's out now. Um, we've got Red Faction Gorilla remastered, remastered um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. Remastered. I noticed that, yeah. Very, <laughs> very, very clever. I have and, to admit, though, I, I didn't know that they were doing a remaster of that. I didn't. Does it need one? Well, I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't. It, it was an all right game, but it wasn't that good. No, no. And... Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Yeah. All out on the 3rd of the 7th. Oh, that's just gone, though, isn't it? 
No. No, the 3rd to the 7th is tomorrow. Okay. Sorry, the day after tomorrow. It's okay. Tuesday. But today is the first. But, but Jurassic World's out already, so... Yeah, but it's only out on digital. It, you can't buy it until the 3rd on disc. Okay. So it's a week early for digital. For us. Okay, cool. Would you like to do the charts? I'll See do what? the charts. So, in at number four, down <laughs> from three, is because somehow people haven't learned you can buy this at for £2 in CEX, or sex as they're calling themselves now, uh, is Fallout 4. Don't you mock Fallout 4. I'm not mocking <laughs> Fallout 4. Seriously, why are people paying... 20 30 quid for this game when CEX have a million of them in for two I, quid, yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I don't even people like Game are probably not even selling that for that. You know, they, there are copies out there that are, you know, yeah, five, ten quid sort of thing, isn't there? Yeah, anyway, beside you know, by the by, Fallout 4, no doubt, hasten through because of um, what's to come, that's, yeah. Well, what's to come, people catching up again, mm. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch. We've got God of War um, for the PlayStation, FIFA 18 on everything, and Mario Tennis Aces on the Switch. So, very little uh, Xbox on there, I have to admit. Yeah. Fallout well, and FIFA. Yeah. They would be part of that, but other than that, you know. <coughs> just, just talking about FIFA... I know you're not a bit of a fan, but I'm, I'm enjoying the World Cup. I know it's probably not your cup of tea. Uh, I have to admit, I have watched exactly zero minutes of the World Cup. And I'm not surprised, but just going to put it out there that it's, I mean, been enjoying it. It's, um, it's getting down to the crux of the World Cup now with the, uh, the knockout competition and um, look forward to seeing England play Colombia later in the week. Yep. And... Uh, We've already actually because we've already lost Argentina and we've lost and we've lost Portugal, so um, that's good news for that. But wait and see. I'm not going to count on chickens just yet. Mm. So, Games of Gold just been announced. Yep. Well, it's um, out now because I've played Assault Android Cactus. Of course, yeah, which is one of the ones on the Xbox One. Yeah, um, that's a twin the, stick shooter. Is it really? Okay, so from July the 1st to the 31st, as you just said, I saw Android Cactus. Well, do you know what? I forget it's the 1st because I'm thinking it's Monday, but... Yeah, no, it's not. Because none of my bills have gone out yet because it's the weekend. And then yeah, you know, we get I hate the that, first. Don't you? <laughs> so I know my money's going to go down to zero tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, so also we got Death Square, July the 16th to August the 15th on Xbox One. 360, um, these will be playable on Xbox One as well. We've got Virtual Fighter 5, a final showdown from the 1st to the 15th. And one that I'm sure I'll be downloading again, which I love playing, um, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Conviction, July the 16th to the 31st. Bit of Sam Fisher. Yeah, classic. I loved that game. It was brilliant. That is, what, is that the one with Ironside still? I'm not too sure. I've got a sneaky suspicion that was... Uh, was that Kiefer Sutherland did that one? Yeah, I have a feeling it might have been as well. Because you had that writing on the side of the walls at the beginning of the intro, if, I remember, if I'm thinking of the right one. Um, the way they did it was very much J.J. Abrahams style with having the, the, having the title screen on the side of the building. As you Google. So while you're checking that, PlayStation Plus. Yes. I'm not hammered by that either. Well... 
so PS4, Heavy Rain and Absolver. Heavy Rain, I've got on disc. Yeah. But you can get rid of them now. No, I will not get rid of them because I haven't played them yet, and you never know. My, my, my PS Plus subscription's got another year to go yet anyway, so... Yeah. Plenty of time. It's probably not worth a lot on discs. It's the dual disc one with Heavy Rain and uh, and the other game as well, mm-hmm. which was by um, the guys that did Detroit Most Human, wasn't it? So... Yeah. Anyway, PlayStation 3, we've got Deception Deception 4, The Nightmare Princess, and Rayman 3 HD. On the Vita, we've got Space Overlords and Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma. And not a lot to say about them, yourself? Not a lot, to be quite honest. Um, Heavy, Heavy Rain's, Rain's a, the best one out of all that. I really I hate Rayman. Can't stand it. Yeah, I've got it on a few platforms in the past. I think we've even had it on the phone, but you know, it's um, it's not one I'd rush out to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, so <clears throat> so just before I chat about games, a couple of things. So, firstly, I've I've, I've had Xbox message me about joining the the Alpha Skip Ahead program uh, due to my participation in the previous previews with updates. So this is the one that breaks your Xbox probably even more. <laughs> Are you not already in that? No, I mean I've been on. I've always been in the preview programs. I've always been on the latest for at the late the first come first served. But yeah. this one has only just come out recently, right? And it's called the Alpha Skip Ahead. So this is even even an earlier build. So I've just managed me. I've just been on the Xbox, managed that. So I've signed up for that. That was done within twenty four hours. So. so was that a message from Xbox or was it? Uh... Yeah, from Xbox. So as you, you're probably aware now, isn't it? When you get messages on the on your Xbox, they've got their own little heading section, yeah. haven't they? Which we had also for that game after after the uh, after E three, didn't we? We got that that mm. game come through for for watching on Mixer. So that that section there, it come up with another message saying. About Xbox preview program, right. so that's where it popped in. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I've done that. Also, if you're in, I think if you're in any of the previews, you've got the avatar mm. beta, which isn't bad. I know it's probably an early, it's an early build, and there isn't a lot there to use to put your avatar together. But I, I quite like it. I don't know about, about you. What do you think? Because you've you've uh, you've got it. I well, have. Yeah. yeah, I made mine. Uh, character sort of like Marty McFly-ish. I nearly <laughs> did that because I saw that puffer jacket, um, which they say yeah, life preserver mm. <laughs> in the movie. But no, I just I thought being football, I'd just have a pair of tight football shirt, shorts on, and a, and a ball by my feet. But uh, I think it's quite cool. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah I, yeah, I have to admit though, I wish that they'd have uh, allowed you to, or interpreted your old avatar into the new style. That's, I think, one thing that they did wrong on it. Well, I think what they might do, obviously, because for my character, I've got like a Star Trek yeah. uniform on. So I'm assuming a lot of those, a lot of those type of um, avatar clothing that was available, hopefully will be available. Uh, well, I'm hoping one. so, because I've got, a, well, either a single or a double lightsaber. Depending upon, uh, I've That's also right. got Han Solo's... Uh, outfit on you have yeah so all these I mean there's a, a minimum amount of props at the minute but uh, this is only a beta remember so I'm sure I'm sure this will this will um, 
sort of progress into something a bit bigger than what it is. But as I say, being a beta, you're not going to get a great. The avatars are more inclusive though because they've got people in wheelchairs as well, haven't they? Well, they're giving you that. They're giving you more of a a feel for what type of gamer you are, aren't they? Which I think. Whether you're going to call that PC correct or whatever, it doesn't matter. But I think it's a great idea for those that, that maybe are in wheelchairs and want to just put it out there that the sort of gamer they are, then they can have that sort of yeah. prop, can't they? And with Microsoft going more towards disabled gaming, shall we say, which has been great, um, I'm all for it, mm. to be honest. You know. Um, also, as I just quickly just mentioned... We had another um, message from Xbox about watching uh, their E3 briefing on Mixer. And we've got Out, Outer Wilds, an open world mystery about a solar system trapped in an endless time loop. So that's now sitting ready to go. But have you noticed the, the time it's being released? Yes. Well, I, I posted that because Nikki uh, oh. replied to me and said it's a race between that and Shenmue 3. And I said, nah, this is going to be before <laughs> Shenmue 3. <laughs> <laughs> I think that obviously it was a play on 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 when this is probably yeah. set. I, actually, I think that's probably you know, just a date that they've stuck in, just because I have to fill it out as a. <laughs> well, from the type of game it's going to be, whether it's going to be this sort of space type mystery in the solar system, whatever, and there's a time loop involved in it that they put that wacky time frame in, maybe, maybe. Either that or else you're just going to have to wait 800 years to be able to play it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also, just briefly, um, that free game, which in brackets is about three, four hours long, from the uh, Life is Strange universe, that's out now. Yeah, but don't expect any uh, achievements for that because they've classified it as a demo, even though it's not a demo. Uh, but mm. evidently, if you play that, then it impacts on what you happens in Life is Strange too. Yeah, well, I've already completed that, so I might have some tweak. I might be a, a few Easter eggs. Was it very there, long? So. What Life no. is Strange too? No, I haven't played. I haven't played the um, this game yet. All oh, right, but sorry. So I did notice it was it it was out, and I heard that it was you know it's within that same universe. But what they have done is they have they have um you, you have wasn't played, a, you haven't completed Life is Strange too. You completed Life is Strange before the storm. I've completed Life is oh yeah sorry I do apologise. Life is Strange two is coming yeah. out later this year. <laughs> How on earth have you completed no, because, that? And I thought no, he's on. A, I know what he's on about. <laughs> no, no, yeah, because obviously we had Life is Strange, then we had the um the sequel the, the sequel being yeah. a prequel as such. And as I say, Life is Strange Two is coming out this year. So, whether again it'd be that whether you wait for all five to be released, yeah. you know, I it's, I just wish they could just give you that option straight off the back. To be honest, release them a week, maybe release them once a week mm-hmm. or something. You know, so yeah, so that's to look forward to. Um, so just briefly with Destiny Two, I was enjoying Iron Banner last week. My character wall looks up to three six six. Um, really looking forward to the changes that are coming on the new roadmap for the new content Forsaken and there's a lot of positive I'm not going to go into it now because it'll probably bore a lot of people but there's a lot of content to be coming with that and a lot of tweaks to make it probably what Destiny 1 was by the end of the 
the sort of life it had before Destiny yeah, 2 came out. Yeah, but I do out. hope that it doesn't mean that we're going to have a year of what they did with Destiny uh, 1 on Destiny 2. I know that you're, you're buying the season pass, so there's going to be more paid-for content, but the second year of Destiny was really quite dire for content. Yeah. Well, obviously there is that. There is going to be that pass that you can buy with yeah. Forsaken. Which will give you three, three deal, three DLCs yeah. as such. But um, you don't have to buy that straight away anyway. You can just go and buy Forsaken and enjoy that, including all the updates that will be coming in. Early yeah, exactly. In I mean, I have to admit, to be honest, I I much prefer the idea that they're gonna charge you say forty, fifty quid a year to completely overhaul a game and get new content and stuff like that, <clears throat> than do mm. what they did in year two. Because year two, it was part, you know, the the uh, Sparrow Racing League stuff. Yeah, was entertaining for a bit, but only mm. a bit. It wasn't anywhere. If they wanted to do something like that, it was they didn't do it well enough, and there wasn't enough tracks. No, but I think for that, I think I was using it more of a, as a grind to get some exotics. Yeah. To be honest. Even though it was fun for a while. It, yeah, it was for a while, but it just ended up being a bit of a pain. And then when yeah, I brought yeah. it back, and it was sort of like... But... <laughs> yeah, but no, um, I think it's really good. I mean, at the moment, say, we got factions this week. And I've stuck with um, Dead Orbit because I want to hit that level. Not that I've got the time like most that can do it in a week. I want to hit level 50 so I can get the ornament for my... Uh, my gra- graviton lance. Yeah. So that's my that's my mission, if anything. Um, I, hopefully, when my Xbox cools down, because at the moment it's sitting there with a little air conditioning unit over it, because we're so hot in here. I'm cooling it down because it keeps shutting down as if it thinks there's a heating yep. issue. So no mocking any other one, but uh, you know, uh, any bit of kit in this weather is going to not like it. And as my Xbox is normally on twenty four seven. Um, it's it's got a bit warm, so I've is your living off, room uh, south facing? I haven't the Scoobies. Well, me, when, me south. When you look at the south. out the window, uh, you know yeah. at your wall in the road. The, the sun, s- yeah. The the sun's in first. Sun's in first thing in the morning on one side. Comes straight. Right. In. Okay. So it's east facing. Yeah, and um, whether in there, I, I mean, I was in the rail. It's just mm. so hot. It's it's it's. it's, it's it's, it's a bit cooler in here. I've got one window open, but I didn't want too many open just due to any traffic. Despite yeah. what we're doing, but uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> so I've been really enjoying a bit of uh, bit of a uh, bit of um, factions at the moment. Yeah, I've I've done a little bit. Not, of I, it, I, but not much. I mean, I'm on. I think I've just hit level thirty yeah. the other night. So I've only got another twenty to go. And season three, what we're going to be probably bouncing back between Iron Banner and, and factions anyway. Yeah. So I'll just keep sticking to Iron Ban. Sorry, keep sticking to um, to my faction till I get to the end. Really, just yeah. so I can get it. So, but yeah, those that have got the time to cane it all, all the time, is, I just don't have the time at the moment. Well, especially not to level no, fifty not, because that's a heck of a grind. Yeah, well, I say I, I think I got to level twenty-five in the first week. So I haven't done bad, to be honest. So I've, I've now got to level 30. Because obviously that, what that does is, as you progress through that level, 
you can go to the character and he, there are some unlocks on weapons yes. as well and ships and stuff like that which I've got so far which I've gone and bought so just it's, it's alright I mean I'm really enjoying it that's pretty cool uh, on Fallout 4 let's have a, let's have a little chat about that because I know this is not your this, this, you, should be, you should probably have a go at this really might be worth it so what I've done is because we've got the mod yeah. system um, I've started a new character and what I've done is I've set up with a cheap terminal modern firearms radio fallout Sanctuary, the Sanctuary's Realistic Roads and Extra Greenery. So it puts a little take on the game. Um, I can, I've got, got it on God Mode. So I can just run around with any weapon I want, the amount, the amount of ammo I want, and just yeah. enjoy it. And, you know, it's a great way to play a game if you're not interested in, in, uh, in achievements. I mean, as I say, I'd already completed the game anyway. But I'm just finding it a blast just going around playing like this. And also what I did was, because I had a, a, a hundred credits from when I got the game originally to do with the creation yeah. store, I've set my garage up as an arcade nice. room. And I saw I your pictures, actually. Where I saw the, yeah, so you can go to the each arcade and play those arcade um, games that you pick up in the game as if it's on a terminal. It's brilliant. So sort of really enjoying the game, and I've, I've 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 just got to I'm just getting to Diamond City at the moment in the game, so it's not very much farewell progress yeah. in the game, but it's just great running around shooting stuff, and uh, you know I love it. It's a nice way to to relax, where you don't have to worry about worrying about your health, whether you're going to die or you know respawn here, respawn yeah, there. You, know? you used to have to on Fallout Four have like water and stuff like that as well. Well, you can, well, in Fallout 3 as well, you can set it up as a survival yeah. mode if you wanted to, if you feel the, feel the need to play the game in the hardest, difficult way you can. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, putting the extra greenery in it and trees. Um, even the sanctuary, I've upgraded that, so it looks like it did before the, before the bomb did you, dropped. Uh, there was, um, I was watching it, a YouTube video about improving the way that Fallout 4 looks. It wasn't one I'd chosen mm. to watch it. We just flipped onto it afterwards and I thought I can't bother to change it, so I'll just watch it. Yeah. And it was saying about some uh, good set it oh, it's good mods to load that vastly improve the graphical quality. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like facial one. Um, um, or the, uh, there's a mod for characters that makes their uh, faces not look like deflated footballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you'd have to probably send me a link to that one. I don't know if I've I'll seen it. I'll try and find it and I'll, I'll send but, you uh, it. I mean, if, if, it, if it floats your boat, there's ones there to improve the, the backsides of the women. If you've got a woman character, for example, there's just crazy yeah. stuff on there. You know, but obviously it can break the game, but, you know, they, they do put it out there that these mods can well, Especially do that. on a vanilla xbox because i'm sure it, well the x has got the horsepower but on a vanilla xbox it's more likely to break it because it'll start to bottleneck and drop frame rates and stuff like that won't it yeah yeah but if you just had a browse at these mods and just see how many there are it's incredible mm. really and actually it's the same i've not really been back to it but skyrim is exactly the same if you're effectively ever diving on that one 
I don't think it's on the pass, but if you still own it, that's got the mod set up yeah, as well. Yeah, well, uh, they were also saying on the, uh, on the same video, the follow-up video, that exactly the same sort of stuff, put this mod on, put that mod on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, other than, we'll talk about Jurassic World at the end, we'll sort of tie that in with, with yours. Do you want to um, go through the other games? Uh, yeah, okay, so, I st well... I've uh, started playing Gemini Heroes Reborn. So this is based mm -hmm. on the Heroes Reborn TV series by Tim Kring, who was well, which is also based on Heroes. Did it fail? Though, uh, the TV it? series did. Uh, it only lasted one season, and to be honest, I think that's a bit of mm. a shame because I don't think it was that bad. There have been a lot worse shows that have gone on. Than you know than heroes was, um, but you know, it's it's not our decision, is it? At the end of the day, uh, but uh, no, no, no. I mean, I wasn't expecting much from this game because you know the, the well, the TV series was cancelled. I know that this game's been around a while now, and it's also on, well, it's on uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Um, mm. but basically it's a bit like a, a first per well it is a first person sort of game uh, the game doesn't centre around any of the new heroes or the old ones from uh, the original TV series uh, but your cast yeah. is somebody called Cassandra um, mm -hmm. and basically uh, what it is is that you're trying to find out who your parents are and you're trespassing in an abandoned uh, facility. Uh, and that's about as deep as the story gets. Mm. Um, really. Uh, you develop your powers over time. The first one that you get is time travel, where you can pop back and forward through time. So, for example, if there's a guard there um, and you want to avoid them, you can travel forward in time or pardon me, back in time go past where he was and then go back to the future as it were <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. and uh, carry on with what you were doing but there are also like hidden mm. collectibles there's about 40 something hidden collectibles I think uh, in the game in yeah. certain time periods there's only two that you can flip between or at least when you first start uh, I haven't yeah. played this for hours I have to admit as well so this is like more hot reflections than a review um, mm. But then you also then get telekinesis, you know that ability, so you can throw around objects and people as well, um, and that allows you to unblock certain areas and gives a, a certain thing for uh, different sort of puzzle effects that you can do mm. in the game. Uh, the first few levels are basically tutorials, and they are a bit of a pain and they can feel quite restrictive because you can only you know in certain parts right at the beginning you can only actually do exactly what they tell you to do which i don't like that okay. in a game i know it's supposed to be there as a help to teach you but to be honest it really wasn't that difficult to get through some of the stuff that they're doing like you know for example use the right stick to look up well really <laughs> Never had yeah. guessed that okay. in a million years. You know, I would have always used the right. Well, you used 
you remember like when you in, in, when you first played Halo? Yeah, and you it was to, ve- you know, it's very old get- schooly sort of tutorial. Um, yeah, but it's not that bad. It's not a really really super long game. Evidently, it's about five or six hours. So I'm probably about halfway through uh, at this point. Okay. Um, although there's quite a few chapters in the game. Um, and mm. it doesn't really tell you that well about what some of your objectives are. So, for example, I was in this one particular place, flipping between past and present. And it was f- filled with guards in both sort of sides. And what I didn't realise was okay. I was supposed to use my telekinesis to knock people out. I was trying to avoid them. Uh, <laughs> but you can also things like catch bullets and rockets and things like that that are shot at you and then shot them back at people, which is quite yeah. neat. Um, if you stay still for a few seconds, your power, your health regenerates. So um, overall, it's not a bad game. It's just it's more fun. Uh, to play than you would probably think but it's uh, very much a sort of like 6 or 7 out of 10 if you had to give it a score not that I think we should ever do that but Hmm. it gives you that sort of flavour of sort of game it is the type of game that you'll be quite happy to play but you wouldn't really go and look for for it to play for Hmm. but it's not very expensive I think it was fluctuates between about £10 and £16 Okay, that's not too bad no, though, is it? Not really? too bad. Uh, we've hmm. already done Destiny Talk, so I won't to uh, go on any further than that. Just one second. Sorry about that. Uh, so the next game is um, the Far Cry Five DLC for Hours of Darkness. Mm-hmm. So this is the first of the DLC for Far Cry Five, and it's completely different to the main story of the game, which is set in America, you know, in uh, a very Bibleistic sort of part of America, etc. Yeah. This setting, like I said, completely different. So you play as Hope County resident Wendell uh, Redler, who obviously it's Hope County from Far Cry 5, uh, one of the characters from there. So, But you're a Vietnam War veteran, who's describing the tale of how he was shot down behind enemy lines in Vietnam and had to survive as he fought his way to the extraction point. So the game is basically Rambo First Blood Part (laughs) 2. Now that I like the idea of. (laughs) Uh, And I mean that right down to the exploding arrows as well. Oh, that was such a cool moment. Oh, it is. Especially when, you know, you're sneaking about, you get the exploding arrows, you shot it into the middle of a load of people, yeah. and then they just all fly off in different directions. It's cool. Uh, no, I'm just thinking of the actual scene where the guy, is, is, is a Chinese guy is shooting his gun, and he just, yeah. he just falls short with the bullets are hitting the rocks just beside him. And he gets out he gets out that arrow with the um, the tip on it, and just he just explodes into about a billion bits. It's classic. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking of the Hot Shots part derbit where he pulls that chicken. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, of course he does. Yeah, Charlie Shane, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's such a classic thing as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically it is First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Okay. You know, the Rambo movie. Uh, there's an entirely new jungle map as well. So it's completely new. Um, it's probably about the size, about half the size of uh, Far Cry 5's main map. Yeah. 
um, at the most, I would say. Mm. Uh, there's POWs all over the place. There's uh, loads of enemy soldiers. There's even like you know jungles in the uh, sorry cats in a jungle which will attack you. So as well. we're, we're talking a bit more of another Rambo film here with the Rambo three was it? I can't remember which one it was now. Uh, Ram no Rambo. No, I'm thinking of where we rescuing the POWs. Oh, that that's First Blood Part 2. Was it? I can't remember now. They all blend, they yeah, all blend because in the Rambo 3 was in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, but the actual, sorry, the last one they did called Rambo. Yeah, when Rambo. He, when, he, when he went, they went with those, uh, went into that sort of area against similar sort of thing with the um, same sort of idea. But yeah, no, that's great. Go yeah. on, sorry. I, th- I must admit the last Rambo film, I think they should have called it Rambo Last Blood Part 1. <laughs> well they're making a new one at the moment I know, you know that's that. what I mean so then that could be Rambo Last Blood Part 2 but they're just vicious bloody movies they're just great you know yeah but yeah but uh, so, so yeah it, it's that kind of uh, that kind of game that you know is very similar to those films hmm. um, one significant th- oh sorry uh, one of the things that you have to do is you can either head straight to the extraction point which will mean that you'll probably complete the campaign in less than an hour um or if you want to do more then there's lots of missions for you to do so there's like encampments rescuing vietnamese people who have been captured by who you're fighting rescuing pow's and the rest of your squad uh and they will help you like the hired guns element of Far Cry 5. You've not played Far Cry 5, though, have you? No, I haven't yet. I've... You really should play that. But you know what? I, it's At the moment, with what games I have and what and I'm not playing and what I could play, I think this would be great on a sale to pick it up. Yeah, it would be. Um, there's a new perk system mm-hmm. in the game which bases on your stealth. So um, when you make a stealth kill it activates your first perk so that'd be like faster movement and then there's other ones such as auto tagging quieter movement all of that and every time that you make a kill it adds one perk on right however where it changes is as soon as you were spotted by the enemy yeah sorry about that it's all right as soon as you're spotted by the enemy you have to uh build it up again because it all dissipates so basically it if you want to use the perks it makes you play stealthily Mm. you don't have to but obviously there is achievements about that and that sort of stuff uh but overall uh a definite plus uh albeit a little bit brief as a game although if you play play it to do everything in it it's going to take you a few hours because like i said the map's quite big and, uh, is there a lot of collectibles and stuff like that again? Sort of ideas. Uh, not so much collectibles, hmm. although there is. You know, it's like collecting lighters, where you've got to find down planes and that sort of stuff. <laughs> God. And then you you go at the dead body and like get the lighter off them. Hmm. You know. Uh, but that that's about really the only collectible. All of the rest of the stuff is liberate. You know, this base liberate that base or. Hmm do other objectives like uh, like for example destroy propaganda speakers and mm. things like that but yeah. I've, I've really quite you know quite <coughs> enjoying it as a as a game um or as a bit of dlc i'm quite happy with it i'm looking forward to one of the other ones because that's supposed to be based oh, on it? that'd be pretty cool wouldn't it yeah 
Yeah, because I don't think they've ever done a Far Cry in space before, so it'll be well, interesting. Well, I think every, every other game's probably done something in space, but it's Call of Duty or what, so I suppose, you know, it's only t- takes its time to do it, doesn't Battlefield it? Battlefield hasn't, has it? Not yet, no. No, But we don't, we don't need it. <laughs> no. So, that's it, but it's well worth it. So, if you've got the season pass or you're thinking of getting the season pass, if the rest of it is this quality, then it's well worth the value, to be honest. Yeah. So, the next game is uh, Goragoa. And what can I say about this part from it is a very unique puzzle game. So, the game works basically on a grid of two by two pictures. Yeah. Which you can zoom into parts of that picture uh, and take that element of the picture and put it into another picture. Mm. And then you can overlay other parts of other pictures over the top of that so to give you an example of what i mean uh, there's one bit where there's a picture with a ring in it and you can zoom in and see the ring Hmm. then you can grab the picture of the ring and put it into another square and then there's another square that has somebody in a room and if you zoom out of that picture it shows you them typing away at a computer through a yellow uh, window, a yellow shaded window, and if you take the template of the ring and put it over the face, it gives you a coin, which you can then use on something else. Right. So it's like ve- it's a, a very clever sort of thing, and uh, you know there are things like some of the images are on the, on a slant, you know, so they're ninety degrees or one hundred and eighty degrees from where you would need it. And you have to find, you have to build up a picture in part, of, you know, either across the bottom or across one of the sides or across the top, to turn that picture using cogs and whatever that's in the picture mm. and animations that are going on. So it's an incredibly um, different sort of game, uh, in, you know, in terms of what you know how you play it. Yeah, and it's all hand-drawn images. And it looks really very attractive as well. Really nice animations in the whole game. Um, it, if you're looking for something that's really super fast paced, this isn't your sort of thing. Mm. But you know, like you're playing Jurassic World at yeah. the moment because you're wanting something that's chilled. This will give you that chilledness as well. Oh, okay. Um, you can complete the game if you know all of the solutions in about half an hour but if you are actually playing the game to work out the solutions you're probably looking um depending upon how good you are at working it out about three hours oh so not long then no not long but it's only a cheap game Hmm. you know it's not it's only a, a you know um tenor or something like that obviously you know and it one of the indie titles but it's you know, it it is a really attractive game. It looks nice. I think it's on Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, I played it on the Xbox and I completed it. Uh, and there are also achievements in completing a game in under 500 moves. But there's, there's incredibly intricate sort of um, puzzles to do. So you'll go into one box and there'll be something falling. And you've got to put that in the, one of the top boxes and then in the bottom put a different picture which correlates 
and then before the object has then fallen in the second picture swap that one to the top and then put another one underneath to catch what it is that's falling or whatever mm. so you know you ha- you have to really think on your feet in terms of how this game is and pay attention to every individual frame that's going on because there are clues in the picture and stuff like that but you know your character might um be you know like go up some stairs and then be stood in a doorway and you have to take a doorway of another picture and overlay it on him so that he'll come out and then walk around the corner that sort of thing so it's really a very unusual puzzle game but completely enjoyed playing it um and i did complete it as well uh but it's also on it's on Android, iOS, Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and Xbox. So it's everything other than the toaster. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all right, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's particularly red to- uh, toasters from Dread Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in joke, uh, in joke. Yeah, okay, in I love joke. that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's that one. So my next one is one of the big ones that was on the PlayStation, and that is Detroit Become Human. So it's Quantic's, uh, Quantic Dreams' latest uh, game. And I've you, got to admit, it's an absolute masterpiece. Because you actually game. poo-pooed this a bit, didn't you, originally thinking, oh, I'm not going to no, bother no, playing No, no, I wanted this, but I, want, I was thought, I'll wait until it comes down, and then I thought, no, I can't be bothered. I want to no. play it now. It is. It does highlight, from the PlayStation's point of view, so the, how graphical good that looks, especially at the beginning when you first go out and you're yeah. walking around the city. Even before that, from the, the character who greets you when you load up the, the game. Oh at yeah, first. how freaky is that? But do you know what is, I found really bizarre? Yeah. When you haven't loaded it up for a while, like I haven't. When I went back to it that time, she comes and says, "Hi, I haven't seen you for a while." <laughs> I thought, well, "Who's watching who here?" Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you've played Heavy Rain or if you've played uh, Beyond exactly. Two Souls, yeah, which I've got both of those sitting in a in on disc, not not been unwrapped yet. <laughs> oh man, what are you doing? You've I not thought, completed this. You haven't done those. No, I know it's, it's just the way it is at the minute. You know, you know, we're going to have we we have these sort of lulling gamings, but you know, yeah. But. I got this, and to be honest, I just stopped playing everything else until I'd completed it. And it mm. was frustrating me because I got it at the beginning of the week, and then I had a governor's meeting. I had to teach the next night, and I had to teach the next night. So it was sort of like <clears throat> had it for three days and not being able to do much with it. Yeah, yeah. How many hours do you think it took you to complete it? Difficult to say. Um... Well, you can't really tell on PlayStation, can you? Though, can you? No, they haven't got that sort of uh, ten or um, fifteen hours, I think. Mm. Did you did you play it from the sense that you took the game as how it played out without going back to tweak it a bit? I don't think you can go back to tweak it. Well, you can no, tweak it. when you finish when you finish, when you finished it. You can. No, what I mean is when you finish a chapter, I think you can go back at that point there and replay that chapter. And it, no, well. I didn't. I I did it all off the legit. Yeah, yeah. so um, well, that's. That's how I'm playing it at the moment. Yeah. Um, without spoiling, as I say, yeah, I, I've gone as far as the junkyard, but I've still got a fair bit to go, have I? Obviously, you, you know more than I do now because you finished it. Man, you're only at the beginning. Is there really? is so much more. Yeah, you really need to uh, uh, get well, on that, to be honest. 
depends if my if it if it will will it power up in this heat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's PlayStation, so it'll probably melt through the core of the earth in this heat. But yeah, um, no, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I love the fact that Lance Henriksen was on it. Yeah, I didn't want like to say too much because obviously, if you haven't got that far, but I knew that straight off the back. Um, when I heard his voice, as soon as, as soon as we got to that part of the game, I knew who exactly it was. And it, it, it was, it, you know, I, I did double take. I thought, hey, that's not a bad look that they've given him. Obviously, those that don't know who Lance Hendrickson is, um, he's he probably, was Bishop in Italy. Yeah, I think. I mean, he he's done other stuff. Um, he actually had a he had a bit part in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, believe it or not. Yeah, he was in that, and he obviously had his own TV show with Millennium, which was a a psychological sort of stories and, and that. And yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Good actor. Did you know who else was in it though? Um, I'm not too sure. Cause depending on how far I've got, I've not really looked. I didn't want to go back looking at um, the internet movie database. If it was going to spoil it for me. Clancy so, Brown. I'm not sure who that is off the top of my head. He was Kurgan in Highlander. Oh, okay. Does he have that grunk? Does he have to still have that sort of gruntled voice in it? Yes, he did. He was also on Lost as well, actually. But um, yeah, Clancy Brown. He's the detective. Oh, I love you're that. the human detective. Well, when I when I um, yeah, because no, I think in the game where I got to without I just want to spoil it because um, the android. You must have met him by then. I have. I, the only time, the only point where I've met him is where I had to go to the bar. Yeah. And then went on a, a slightly small mission, looking at a, 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 um, a. Obviously, there was an incident in a in a house, and it, and it, it, that's that part of the game there where you had to go around checking out what was going on. Yeah. But was yeah. that where there was a chase as well? Did you have a chase at the end of that? I can't remember now. Well, anyway, yeah, you really you need to play uh, that that game. To be honest, because it is such a good, uh, good thing. I mean, it's also got Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy, yeah, and the Cabin in the Woods, um, and uh, the other person, uh, Valerie Curry, mm. uh, who was in Blair Witch. Um, Don't think you ever saw that. She was also in uh, The Tick, and uh, the. Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, they, they, it's, it's amazing how they get a lot of these these um, actors to do these voiceovers now. Yeah. I think because gaming is now such... is, is in high regard, as it's a bigger industry than movies at some a lot of points, isn't it? Yeah. So actually getting to, to voice a character in some of these bigger games, I think they get a nice little paycheck for that. I have to admit, uh, in terms of her character... Mm. Um, because in the game, uh, you revolve around uh, three characters. You've got Kara, yeah. mm. who's a housekeeper android, and that's Valerie Curry. Yeah. Um, and she's looking after a little girl called Alice. Yeah, bless her. Oh, oh I'm not going to talk about that part of the story because uh, I get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, oh, oh, trust me, there is so many twists on that. You'll love it. You will really love it when you get to the end of that. Um, yeah, I, I tell you where I am. I, I, because I, guys, if you're listening and don't want to know, just switch off for two minutes. Um, 
I've got to the point where I had to go look for a shelter for her. Yeah. And then we win this house. I think that's where it ended that little bit. Um, 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 mate, there is so much you you know you mm. haven't found Jericho or anything yet. There was a nutter in this in this house where they sort of took shelter over the night, and you know, at first I thought he might have been a bit of an idiot, and yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's very well thought out. It is, and and what I love is the fact is that there are on that bit three options of what you can do. You can either stop in a hotel that doesn't allow droids, mm. stop in a car, or stop in that house. Yeah, but I I screwed it up a little bit because you had to do, you had to steal some money or there's all these little dits, isn't there? And then there was a guy in the laundrette if you didn't as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. It's it's something that actually I couldn't actually play that while on call because I couldn't concentrate because I'm just looking at my phone to go off. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, it was it was it was really good. So um, so that was Kara. The other one is Connor. Who is a prototype detective uh, droid? He's uh, played by uh, Brian Dechart, and he obviously he was he was the beginning of the game with the demo, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what he's been on. I don't think he's um, what's he been on? The remaining um, and dreams from a petrified herd and awakened. Mm. So. Not, not any of the films that I've kind of watched before. So I, I recognise his face, but I didn't recognise what he'd been on. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Um, and then the other one is uh, Marcus, who's a carer droid for... Um, oh, what do you call him? Um, Lawrence Herrickson. Herrickson. Well, yeah, Lawrence um, Herrickson. So, yeah. yeah. He was... Uh, so And basically, he... You know, he's like a privileged droid, isn't he? Um, who has a big fall from grace, and then he sort of like leads the revolt. Yeah, I'm well aware of the story. He's going to go down that route, but obviously, obviously, I've stayed away from all the any anything to yeah to, to know what's going to go on. And I, th- I think, to be honest, that's pretty obvious anyway because it just the nature of everything in the game that you know it's going to go that way. Uh, yeah, but I'm I not think, saying how that's no, getting I there think, or anything because that's be on, the important thing. To be honest, though, we did see that in that E3 trailer last year. Yeah, when you saw that that vehicle go through the glass of that shop, and there were these androids were there, all saying about revolting. Yeah, you know, to to whatever was going on. So yeah. yeah, but I love the fact that this game develops by your actions, and you can kill off characters in the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's really quite good. Uh, there's so many different options for you to do. You know, that when you actually see the decision tree mm. at the end of each level, it's massive. Absolutely massive. Um, the characters give, you know, expressiveness, both through verbal and non-verbal communication. So, you know, there's like... Very slight, very human, um, non-verbal communication methods going on with them. You know, like you know, little inflections on the face and stuff like that. Mm. That looks absolutely amazing in 4K. Um, and the acting uh, for the motion capture was also excellent. It gives you a real sense of immersion in the story, I think. Uh, but if you've played Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls, you'll be completely at home with this. 
Yeah, completely. I think it's a sort. Of, I think it's a sort of game where if, if you're if you could play that at home and you had your other half sitting there. Yeah, you could play it as a I think, story. I, th- I think she would. I think. I mean, I'm not saying everyone, but I think a lot of them would probably their ears would prick up and probably start watching you play it as if it's a TV show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I had to kick my son out because I think it's an 18 the game. Although I'm not really sure why. Uh, I don't. I th- didn't think it was that uh, that bad. But um, you know, he was a. He, he came in when I was doing like just one of the wandering around looking for stuff bits and you know little bits of dialogue yeah and he was absolutely amazed at the quality of you know how it looks and stuff like that yeah i mean the interaction you, you i mean i do like the idea of using the controller the way you do as well yeah so you, because, have, to, you have to use those that 360 access on it yeah to, to do certain parts of the game but the, but the thing is that this is more how the telltale game should be going i think because it would to be honest, lot, it's not. It would take a lot more development, though, to just give you one of those games, wouldn't it? I'm not on about the visual style. Hmm. I'm on about the, for want of a better term, game underneath. Because these are interactive stories; they're not games. Yeah. Where your actions choose what's going <clears> to <throat> happen in the story. Hmm. So I wouldn't really. To me, it's more of a, a story than a game like the Telltale ones, but it's a more involved one. Mm. And my understanding is is that the the next uh, Walking Dead is going to be the last uh, game from Telltale that it's going to use its existing engine, which is over 10 years old. Yeah. So hopefully we will start to see Telltale games coming up to the um, Quandric... Uh, Quantic Dreams sort of status. Well, they probably are aware of these sort of games and what they look like, and they're probably thinking to themselves exactly the same thing that we are. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they progress from, from this point. But, uh, to be honest, I think Quantic Dreams and Telltale both do fantastic stories. You think they should have emerged as a company? And something. No, because the- I quite like the fact... I, I just wish that Xbox owners would be able to experience this and PC owners because it is such a good game that it's a shame that this is an yeah. exclusive. It's, I mean, exclusive in brackets, shall we say, that there are times when things do turn up on the Xbox. You never yeah, know. Yeah, but, but this isn't going to be one of them. No. Um, you know, because otherwise Heavy Rain and that would have made it to it's, Xbox by now. Yeah, it's a real shame though. But again, as much as some people like the idea of exclusives, to be honest, why don't we? Why can't we all play them on whatever box you got? You know. Yeah, it'd be much more better way anyway. So uh, that's that's Detroit Become Human. Uh, uh, if you've got a PlayStation, get this game. If you you know you like something that's really heavily story based, because it is really quite emotive as well as a story. Would you say? Would you say that this would warrant a purchase for a PlayStation? Not exclusively, hmm. but with the place with the other two games. You know, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Or even God of War and... Um... And God of War, yeah, for, for those. And then you can get God of War and you can get the Uncharted games and all that. 
if you've only got Xbox, you're really missing out on a lot of opportunities here mm. that you're not going to share. And likewise, if you're on PlayStation only and all of the Halos and, you know, everything else that's on there, you're missing out as well. Mm. You know, I, th- I think while it's really expensive, you know, you can pick up a cheap PlayStation or Xbox now for very little amount of money, relatively speaking, how they were when they were released. So it's better to have both of them and, you know, enjoy what both has to offer and not be fanboyish about it all because they're both good consoles, mm. you know, in their own way, in different ways. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah. But Detroit Become Human, definitely get it. Mm. Oh, I totally agree. And well, I will we'll get, get it back. completed then. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I've got, I'm, I'm playing other games at the moment. So well, it's, can you play it, one game at a time? Well, saying it, that, I I can't. I can play. I can play a few games at once. But I think Detroit, you need to stick that on its own, just cane it. So, yeah. Well, you know, cane it every night for a week. You'd be yeah, away. but I want to play Jurassic World at the moment. <laughs> so, so I've okay. only got one pair of hands. You know? All right. So leading on through that subtly put in segue, <laughs> I like doing that. <laughs> So I, it's funny because picking this up at first, I weren't too sure what I was letting myself in for. As much as I love playing these sort of games, as I say, as I said earlier in the show, back in the day when you're playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, any sort of sim theme park where you're looking after a plot of land with a load of rides, you're looking after the st- you're looking after the staff and the and the customers. You, you've got shops to manage with what you're going to sell. You got to you got the breakdown of, of of roller coasters. All this, in its own way, is in Jurassic World Evolution. Yeah, it is. And it's I haven't played a sim game in a while. Properly, I mean, I didn't get on with um, City Skylines. That didn't have a lot of depth in it for me. And it was okay to play that, obviously, because that was on the uh, Xbox Game Pass. To be to be honest, I um, I played that on the PC, and I quite mm. enjoyed it. But it it was very much a SimCity clone, but it managed to do it a bit better. Yeah. Um, but it but I've, have... I've always been a big SimCity fan as well. Oh, I play I played them all. I on back in the day on some of the PCs I used to own, like. Sim City was it two thousand for example? Do you remember yeah. that one with the and you get the UFO attacks, don't you, and stuff like that? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I remember having Sim City on the Amiga mm. and getting an accelerator card to put inside the slot in the Amiga five hundred. Yeah, to give me a faster processor than the seven point one four megahertz, and to give me an FPU, float, you know, floating point point unit, in order to be able to play that at a reasonable speed <laughs> because you used to press a button and you used to have to wait about 30 seconds for it to do something because it was so the machine was so underpowered for the game yeah and you had to buy this like 200 pound expansion that went into the expansion sh- slot underneath in order to be able to play it yeah yeah so so this game they give you was it one two three four five there's six islands in this game yeah. Um, you start off on Isla Matura, which offers a challenge with a partly built theme park. 
where you will start off with is it three about three million? Yeah, I think you started with, and you're limited to a, a few bits and pieces which you've got to unlock, and in the same idea that with Roller Coaster Tycoon, you're going to build this park up, um, you've got to manage it as best you can, keep it running, keep the customers happy, and try not to let the customers get eaten. Well, because. It, what makes this difference? It's got dinosaurs, isn't it? I mean, come on. What is there not to like about this game? Yeah. Um, and the, I think I love the idea that you have to, you have these quests um, given to you by the security, the entertainment business. And what was and science. Point? And science, thank you. And these quests help you build up money to, to earn, to keep, to keep the, um, the park running and can you keep you spending money to to progress it to a to a to a totally to a five-star rating which is what you want to go for yeah and as we know with Jurassic Park it's all about DNA and building up putting dinosaurs together which when you first start off you get these dinosaurs which are pretty weaklings aren't they yeah and it's the day of the common cold exactly and when you progress while you go out to the well digging up fossils and then researching the fossils gives you other DNA which you can add to their DNA stream to make them a, a stronger and more fierce or tame dinosaur as the case may be. Mm. It's so clever. Um, you won't, if you're thinking you're going to jump in and have a three T-Rex at the beginning, you're not. It's going to take you a while to get there. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I don't know how far you've got, but I think... The idea in this game is more to go through the different islands. Yes. So you unlock, you're unlock unlocking the islands as you go. Now, I, I think you've got to the stage where you've unlocked Island 2, haven't you? I have, but I haven't gone to Island 2 no, yet. No, I haven't. I, I didn't. I want you to stay with this one island because I was earning quite a lot of money. Um, and what's clever in this, if you want... If you're finding out... If you're feeling that, you know, the start of that park wasn't great for you... You can restart the island, but keep all your money and keep all the dinosaurs that you've researched and all the DNA you've researched, which I think oh, is really I didn't cool. Know you could do that. Yeah, I didn't because I, I thought I'm going to start again because now I've got the hang of it. I'm going to I'm going to go on a different route. So I restarted the island. You have that great cinematic uh, event where you got the helicopter coming into the island with with Jeff Goldblum doing the narration. Which having him in there is top notch for me. Mm. Such a great actor, and obviously he he has a bit of a quip about his time on on Jurassic Park from back in the day. And then you go into your you go into your menus, and there they are. All that stuff still sitting there, which is smart. Um, and for me at the moment, I've now unlocked what I think is the island, which was for Jurassic Park. And it's a sandbox heaven because what it is, it's unlimited money. So you can build that from scratch. There's nothing in there. It's completely just a, a, an area of, of, of woodlands and trees and, and hills and valleys. And you can build that to what you want. Which I think might be... I don't want to do that yet. I might go to the second island because I think... Because I've, because I've maxed out... The island, as, as obviously you're aware, you've had to, you go with uh, one of the one of the things you can do is you can build a, a research base, 
and from there you've got a, a, a base where they go on a helicopter and they go out doing digs for, for yeah. fossils. Um, I can't find any more fossils now. I've, I've exhausted where I can go on the, in the world. Yeah. So I think what you need to do is you progress these different islands, which are probably going to open up more other areas to, to dig, which hopefully when you want to get that T-Rex that you're after. Which is going to take a little while, I think. I'm, I'm not I'm not quite sure, but I haven't really... I've not looked into the... to find out how this game progresses further because I didn't want to know. Mm. But I just think it's... It is so good. It really is. And if you're a dinosaur fan and a Jurassic fan, there's nothing not to like about this. Yeah, and I love the fact that there's like a, a sub-bit where you can do gene splicing as well. Well, yeah, that's it. Because obviously when you find those fossils... Um, and I found like snake. I've opened up in the in the research menus. I've opened up snakes, frogs, alligators, and stuff like that. They all have different traits. And I've got a shark. Have you mm-hmm. that? Have you got that one? No. Um, uh, yes. And that, the shark is immune to. I think the shark was immune to colds. So putting that DNA strain in your character in your dinosaur will help him not get a cold. See, I've got a. Uh... A hundred percent pure Triceratops on the DNA. Oh, okay. Um, because I've you know I concentrated on mining on, uh, or you know, doing digs on uh, the areas where the Triceratops were, and I built up a hundred percent picture profile of the DNA. Oh, okay, yeah. So I didn't have to do any splicing because the first t- a couple of ones that I embryos had tried to grow of that had failed. Yeah, I had a couple of times where that happened, um, but uh, but I've had a few. I've had a few. Um, I've had a few die on me. Yeah, I have as, as, you, well. as you do, and I like the idea that you can call out the AC if you go and build an ACU. Yeah, call out a helicopter, and they come and airlift it out of the park for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just as and, and have you have you noticed the little tweaks that you can do in this park that I've not seen ever in a sim? You can actually take hold of the Ranger car and oh drive, yeah, and drive around and uh, the ACU helicopter as yeah. well. Yeah, and when you get so if you've got like a few poorly dinosaurs, you can drive out. You can drive drive your park, go through your gates. Get onto yeah. the, uh, and you then can you then become the ranger with a with a shot with a, a, a sniper rifle, give shooting the dinosaurs to give them what they need to, to cure them. That's mm. uh, just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I yeah. haven't got the I haven't got the achievement yet for is it for twenty five kilometers? Yeah, because yeah, you're on uh, eight point two six kilometers, so you've got a long way to go. I've already driven one point two. Yeah, I was trying to do a few jumps because I got quite a few hilly bits. <laughs> I was running in, so I was running into the different into the into the customers. <laughs> but I tried not to do that because I didn't know if it would um, give the park a bit of a bad rep. So I was trying not to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know whether or not you've noticed as well, but on the because uh, obviously it's a holiday resort park, you build a hotel. Yes, I've got that. Yeah, but you also build restaurants, a quick food place, yeah. a clothing shop. Your gift shop. I, I I ended up doing I think three clothing shops because you get the choice of three different products. Yeah. So there's one for like was it lunch boxes, um, a onesie, 
Mm. And uh, was it a baseball cap maybe? So I had them on th- in three different areas of the park. And the same with the restaurant because you can have different meals. Yeah. Just to give them a bit of variation. So I had a gift shop right beside where you enter the, you know, when you get the, you go through the big uh, Jurassic Park gate. Yeah. On the on the railway on the on the and it just comes down the stairs and they come straight and it's I'm trying to think of it as you do these days. I've got a gift shop as soon as they walk into the park. Yeah. Um I like the idea that the scenarios you can get because obviously you've got to have power. Yes. And each power station will only give you so many power to work with, with what you've built. Well, for a certain distance then you've got to build a substation to power yeah, it up again. Exactly. And I've done pretty well with that. I've got about three or four different power stations. But you also um, have to research into increasing the power output and stabilising the power because it kept coming up with the mission of, or mission objective of uh, adding, you know, a power amplifier or whatever it was. Mm. And every time I went in, I was like, well, it's not there. Where is it? (laughs) It's not there. And then I went into the researching for buildings because I'd been researching, like, the your fossil study and stuff like that mm. went in there and said oh it's there but it didn't teach you that no no I didn't which did was a bit frustrating but uh, so all I did was just did you know one power regulator to make it more stable and one pa- uh, power Cause booster what I, what I did was I took one power regulator and put another one in to improve the output Yeah, and then it was failing and it was going to give me a timer before it blew up so I had to then get a ranger over there to fix it. Yeah, yeah, they have to reboot it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's class. And I've got to talk about the fencing. Oh, yeah. Now, what I did, the original fence you get on that first island, I've left it like that. And I thought, well, if, I'm, if I've got a lot of herbivores, which are just plant-based um, dinosaurs. Yeah. I want to throw in there, there's one, one, foot, um, one, foot, one carnivore. So what I ended up doing is I ended up where you've got your research station. I built another a load of fence around that with two with two um, gates. Mm-hmm. So if I've got a carnivore, he goes on the right hand side of the island because I then got I've got a split down the middle of the whole that whole area you've got given. All right, okay. And then the other side, I got all the the herbivores. And in, in that in that one area, just yeah, segregated. So I've cut it in half. And with two sets of gates coming out of the research centre, so I can open up either or, depending on what what dinosaurs I've made. And they eventually will run through the gate, I can close the gate, and they're in their own area then. Yeah. Because obviously you're going to get the you're going to get the carnivorous ones eating the others. Yeah. Um, which wasn't isn't good fun. Well, it is, but I wanted to keep. I went. I had about fifteen, twenty, maybe up to twenty dinosaurs on my on my area. Yeah. So when I split it up, they'll had. On the right-hand side, I got the carniv- that carnivore, which is it's not like a mini T-Rex, isn't he? It is, That's yeah. how he sort of looked. But then I was putting them in there on their own, and they all started having fights. And they start- and then I'd come up with warnings of health warnings. So I'd go, I'd, so I'd, I'd go and drive me, me ranger, get out my gun, and I'd start shooting them to keep them both alive as they were scrapping. Yeah. And one, I'll tell you, one bit of pleasure. Have you done this yet? Have you... Got the goat coming out of the. Oh, yeah. didn't you see my uh, tweet with the video of it? Because you have to put feeders out to feed the animals. Yeah. And obviously in herbivores, you just put and a bush appears out of it. That's right. But with the carnivore one, you can either have dead meat or live meat. So I put a live meat one with a goat. And um, 
my son came through and was, what are you playing at that particular moment? I was zooming it up and his goat was wandering around and his T-Rex, he saw a dinosaur came running up behind it, picked it up in its mouth, tossed it in the air and swallowed <laughs> it. And what I've done is I've, I've, I've got some, some viewing galleries around the park. Yeah, I've done that as well. <laughs> and what I did was I got, I, I got three, I've got three of the goats in a row. So I drive around, I drive around with me, uh, in the ranger. I then, I hit each one of them, so three goats come up at once. Yeah. And then it's a scramble for about six dinosaurs just to jump on and eat them. (laughs) You just don't ask. It's just fun. Absolutely. It's hilarious. You know? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I'll tell you what I did as well, though, because I had uh, a herbivore escape. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I'll tell you my my story in a minute. Go on, Karen. Well, I've I've actually had herbivores escape twice so far. Yeah. Because... Um, I, I I approach this in a different way to you. What I've done is, at one end of the park, mm. I've put the carnivores. Yeah. And at the other end, where you first start off, I've put the herbivores. Yeah. So they're actually physically completely different. And the enclosure for the carnivores has got an electrified fence around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the herbivores doesn't. No, do you know what? I've actually, to be honest, I've left my fencing as the standard fencing. Yeah. And obviously, I didn't know I'd have to. I had to try, I, I, what I was going to do was probably go around the whole park with a with a, a a path, then put the fencing in so it picks up the path so you can electrify each bit of it as you go around. Then put the little generators around at the same time, and then carry on that fence and the um, overheads overhang of the wires all the way around. But I <clears throat> I haven't got that far. I'll probably have a little go of that with the next island. Yeah. Um, but so what I've so what I did is. Mm. Uh, sent the ranger in to do something. I think it was to replenish the feeders yeah. in the herbivore thing. Mm. And he was coming out, got to the gate. The gate opened up. He drove through and a dinosaur ran after him. I always, I always wait for the gate to close. So I, I stay there at the same time. Oh, I, it was automatically managed. Uh, you no, know, the, gate, it, the, gate, the gate does close automatic. But what I did no, was... No, like, no. What I mean is I, I wasn't controlling the vehicle. Oh, okay. Because if you give them a task, they'll go off and drive and do it. You yeah, don't that's have right. to do no, it. No, that's right. You can pinpoint, you can click three tasks at once. Is it three or is it five? I've got up to three at the minute. So I you can, up to five, but I don't You can if you've opened it up in the in the tree, but I've got yeah. three. So I give, them, I give them three tasks at once yes. um, to, to do. Well, I left it on automatic, so the the ranger came up. The ranger's a really bad driver as well. He drove into the gate before it opened. <laughs> And then he drove through, and then it, you know, like uh, a herbivore version of a T Rex comes blundering through, and then all of a sudden you can see all these people running in different <laughs> directions because of this dinosaur that's wandering around. Fortunately, he never did any damage. So then yeah. I got the ranger tranquilized the dinosaur and got the ACU to lift him back yeah. into the enclosure. But then what I did, I learned from that. So I put on an airlock, uh, as it were, on the... So you got double gates, yeah? Yeah, so I, I put a double gate so that the ranger would go in and then he'd be forced to stop again. And in the time that one gate opened, the, uh, shut the other gate would open. Yeah, And then yeah. he goes through. So I'm going to do exactly the same thing with the T-Rex. But what I also intend to do with the, T-re- the T-Rex sort of dinosaur is put a second electrified fence around what you it. can do i'm assuming because i haven't tried this yet is that on the landscape part of the of the uh building 
you can dig a hole. Yeah, so you could, so you I've, can have I've tried this. that. You can't just dig like a trench so that it would fall down and never get back up. All it does is it just gives it a steep slope, but the dinosaur can get up because I tried that. Yeah, but I tell you what happened to me, right? Because because I got I got my park to five star rating. Yeah, completely. So I had five star for dinosaur, five star for the how fun the park was. So I was pretty chuffed with myself. I thought, well, what am I going to do next? I just want to keep it over five. So I went into the um, into the the part where you go for fencing and feeders and stuff like that. And in there, the first thing you have, if you want to use it, um, I think, I'm not sure if it was in for guests or not, but what you've got is you've got like a bunker. So I put I, these emergency bunkers. So I yes, put, I put yeah, five yes, there's an outbreak. So I put five of those around the park. So I had them scattered all over the place. And next thing I see, the fence is broken and all the carnivores are getting out. I thought, damn. So I hit the siren for all for all of the um, the bunkers and the sirens are going off and these thousands of people are all running into these bunkers. It mm. was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And at the same time, then I had the rangers going out trying to knock out the, the, the carnivores. And my stars went from five stars to two and a half at that point. Yeah. It, but it was, oh, it was brilliant. I just, I can't, I cannot... Um, Praise this game enough. Yeah, it's an incredibly well thought out game. Yeah, and what do you think of the graphics? Because when you zoom in and you can click a dinosaur, yeah, it's like some of the other games you have. It's, I think it's really well put together for graphically as well. Yeah, and it's really smooth and quick in terms of moving around as well. Yeah, and there's no screen tearing or anything like that. So have you it, done a have you done a helicopter flyby around your park? Yeah, because that I mean just I just thought a bit, it's obviously you got the ACU part to pick up and deliver, pick up um, any dinosaur that's that's died in the park, but you can just pick up and ride the helicopter around the park and just fly around and see what you've got. It looks so cool. Yeah, and you can't crash into anything either. No, I did take I did make sure that my high wires for the for the electric um, for the power. We're away from that area though, because I didn't want the helicopter crashing into the wires. It, it would. Well, it it? Would. okay. I just yeah. thought I'm I'm being I'm thinking sort of hypothetical for myself here. Yeah. But yeah, anything else you want to say about it? Because I I really can't. No, I just thoroughly enjoyed it as a game, to mm. be honest. Um, but it was yesterday, and I was sort of like, I don't know what to play. <laughs> you know, I've only got about a thousand games left to play, so I needed yeah. something new. <laughs> I think. I think. I think, as I say, because I've I've exhausted that park. The next part to unlock, um, I'm close to all three, so I can't get any further. Yeah. So I'm assuming I need to start another park on the next island. Um, that will carry over how far you've got in the game. Yeah. And I'm assuming you can open up some more stuff. Otherwise, at the moment, I can't do any more research. No, you you can only have one research centre per island. Yeah. And I think it, the, I think the next island's research would go somewhere else, mm. because obviously when you look at the map of the world, we've got some research in the UK, Spain, all sorts of places. Yeah, but that are locked. Yeah, mm. and hopefully some of those are going to give us that that Tyrannosaurus Rex that we're waiting for. Yeah, well that's he, a big one, isn't it? Yeah, and I think you can you can make up scraps if you want. You can you could put another area there, put a couple of dinosaurs in, and go fight to the death and see what happens. Yeah. So, 
Well, what I'm sort of like thinking of doing is having one island that specialises in herbivores and one that specialises in carnivores. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Over time, you know. Yeah, but it's if if you fancy a, a sim and you like dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, this is fantastic. Yeah, definitely you know. well worth it. Yeah. Anyway, should we switch from gaming? <clears throat> we shall. And we should move on to movies and TV. In quest of a better life. Okay, so movie news. Now, Hayden, you've got a couple of pits here you want to chat about? I have, yeah. First one off. Of my, yeah, one of my... That one you're going to talk about. I did know about that one, and... Um, yeah, looking forward to how that's going to turn about, how that's going to come come to a fruition in the next movie. Yeah. So, the news is Chris Pine returns for Wonder Woman two. So Chris Pine is officially back as in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, and he's apparently the real Steve uh, Trevor as well. Uh, as many viewers will uh, recall, Trevor was uh, sacrificed at the end of the first Wonder Woman. Uh, seemingly ending, you know, his time in the DC universe uh, after just a single film. However, uh, after Screen Rant first reported that the actor was returning for the hotly anticipated sequel, the director, Patty Jenkins, confirmed the news that uh, by sharing a picture of uh, Steve uh, Trevor looking lost in a 1980s era shopping mall. Yeah. So... Let's see how gonna, that's going to happen. <laughs> is this going to be like the Captain America thing? It I might be. Was, it might be. Because he was sort of like frozen, wasn't he? Yeah, but I, Steve Rogers was blew up. Mm. So, I, I sorry, not Rogers. Street, Steve Rogers was $6 million <laughs> man. Steve Trevor was blown up. No, that was $6 million man. No, he wasn't. Don't worry. Oh, that was Steve Austin. Confused. Who was Steve Rogers yeah. then? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Captain America. Captain America, yeah. <laughs> it's the heat. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the heat. My glass. I've just cleaned my glasses and they're steamed up again now. Jesus Christ! I'll take them off. I don't need to look at the screen to talk. <laughs> it's a blisteringly hot Sunday afternoon, and it's, I think do that you know what? I'm starting to get cabin fever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's that humid now. Is I'm. I think it's the Homer Simpson off the couch scenario. Yeah. When you're going to peel yourself off and there's a party you've left behind. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. So I'm glad that Chris Pine's returning. He's a great character in the first Wonder Woman. Well, I like Chris Pine anyway. I just think he's a, oh, we do. a good actor. We, we love him as Captain Kirk, don't we? We do. We do. So so do you want to do the second bit of news? Okay, let me put my goggles on for this oh, one. Oh, do you want me to read it? See, as I no, you, see go it. on, you read it, because I tell you, they're in the right state. I can't read it properly. Go on, you go. All ahead. right, so uh, Jacqueline Phoenix uh, has a Joker <laughs> movie to start filming in September. So the Joker prequel film is uh, set to begin filming this September. Just days ago, it was revealed that the movie's budget would be $55 million and that DC hopes to begin production this fall with uh, no less than six movies featuring the Joker that are presently in development. Mm. Uh, this is one that is likely to probably be most anticipated by fans. Uh, the movie is set to tackle the Joker's backstory uh, as a failed comedian, which leads, uh, or w- which will likely draw at least some inspiration from Alan Moore's um, 
graphic novel, Batman the Killing Joke. Mm. So, interesting. <clears throat> Especially with uh, uh, Jacqueline Phoenix as well. Because he's older. And if this is a prequel to, um, you know, the, uh, what was it, Suicide Bat- Squad, wasn't mm. it? So if this is a prequel to Suicide Squad, that means that Bat- uh, the Joker would have been older yeah, in the past. I, I mean, we know Joker's demise. We know how he brings around the bat, should we say? Yeah. With what happens there, which we've seen a billion times, I'm, I'm assuming is this going to go up to that point? Will this film lead up to what will happen with uh, Bruce's parents? I don't know. I don't think it's going to link in with Bruce because they they did that in the Tim Burton movies where the Joker was responsible for killing, um, killing his family, wasn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, but I, it's not. I don't think it in the in the normal storyline that's the case, because um, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed by someone entirely different. Yeah, see, we're getting too many films here overlapping with stories that you want to keep it in a in a canon way. Well, look at how many times a Spider Man's uh, origin story being told. Three, yeah, yeah. four, oh. something like that. Superman yeah. <clears throat> again, pretty similar. So, I, d- I don't know. T- to me, because uh, do you want to do? You, do you want? Would you personally want to see a Joker movie like this at the beginning of his career? Or well, it's, it's just gonna, it's, it's going to it's going to go from from someone that's depressed and not working well in his job to being a psychopathic ma- maniac. <laughs> yeah. So that's just half the people I work with. Because <laughs> 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 we're all like that, I think. Uh, but. <laughs> To be honest, what I struggle with this is um, the fact that if this is going to be a prequel to Suicide Squad, uh, Jared Leto, who played the Joker in Suicide Mm. Squad, is significantly younger. Yeah, I mean, I think we don't have to worry about that too much. Or is is he, actually? Because he was actually... He's he's, uh, only a few months younger than I am. Yeah. So... Um, maybe, maybe he isn't. I don't know how old Jacqueline Phoenix is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as an actor, um, no, actually, Jacqueline Phoenix is younger. <laughs> okay, he's forty-three. Yeah, whereas, but, um, but you can look younger, and you can see what they can do with yeah. with, with visuals today and, and special effects to make anyone look younger or older. I have to admit though, I know that a lot of people uh, didn't like. Jared as um, the Joker. I mm. thought he was all right. No, it was okay. I mean, I did, you know, the film was all right. Yeah, but as as, as a Joker a, character, they're a, and they're doing a sequel to that as well, aren't they? Yeah. And again, it's we. Uh, to be honest, we're still overdosing in superhero movies. Please give it a break. I mean, I, I'd like the idea of a sequel to Wonder Woman. That that's something a bit new. But we've got we've got all this. A lot of the Marvel stuff. Well, we've got Captain Marvel coming as well, haven't we? We've got yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out imminently. Or if is it already out? No, I, I don't think it's out yet. But yeah, there's, I've said this before, and I think we're, we're overdosed. I think the Marvel side, DC, we've not had a lot more of. So I'm not so fussed on that side. Give us a bit more Batman any day of the week. I, I, I think, to be honest, um, 
DC's better at TV and Marvel's better at movies, with the exception mm. of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I think has been really, really good this season. <coughs> Personally. Yeah, yeah. But it's oh, it's difficult, isn't it? It's just, we, we, we're getting all these sort of... We're getting this saturation again where it's going to get boring with what... I like to see a movie that's completely nothing to do with a superhero. But to be honest, we're not getting that many. It's not like we're really drowning it. It's just we've had years and years of them. We've had ten Star, years of the MCU. Yeah, I know. We, I know. We've had, but we've had, we, we're getting, we're getting so many films every six months. Maybe we might get a bit of a break now. Uh, do you know what? I, 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 can, I can, I can cope with a superhero movie every six months. Mm. To be honest, that, that that to me doesn't feel like. If it was a new superhero movie every month, that would yeah. feel like overload. But every six months, it's fine. I mean, because we're getting two two different sides. We're getting the Marvel and the DC. I mean, Justice League a bit failed a bit, unfortunately. As much as I didn't mind it to a certain degree, I still think that they'll pursue it though, because they want to prove that they're better than Marvel, mm. and they're not the difference Marvel. That the whole outcomes, the the way that they do everything's very different. DC, with the exception of Superman, which is normally a very bright sort of character, DC is normally much darker than marvel is marvel mm. i think marvel is a um optimistic vision of superheroes whereas the dystopian I think, world this dystopian dark world of gotham yeah do you know what i mean yeah definitely there's a big difference but anyway such is life in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is so cinema releases over this coming time so we've got fourth of july we've got the first purge I've not seen any of those movies, to be honest. No. Um, 5th of July, we've got Whitney. Which is a documentary about Whitney Houston. I was about to say, is it to do with Whitney Houston? Yeah. Bless her. Uh, 6th of July, we've got Uncle Drew, Terminal in Darkness, Mary Shelley, which obviously is to do with Frankenstein, I should imagine. Yeah. Ideal Home and Swimming with Men. Yeah, Ideal Home is, um, what do you call it, who plays Ant-Man. <sighs> okay. I can't, I can't remember his blooming name. <clears throat> um, it was on Friends as well. Who we married Phoebe? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's him. He's uh, a gay man living with you know his husband, and he becomes responsible for a ten-year-old boy, mm. and that's the story there. And swimming with men is about a middle-aged bloke who joins a men's amateur synchronized swimming team. Yeah. So it sounds riveting, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Okay. Um, do you want to do the, the DVD release? Yeah. DVD, Blu-ray release? DVD, no, there's not that much really coming out. Um, there is the Doctor Who, the Collection Season 12, Blu-ray Limited Edition uh, box set mm. that's been released. And the other one, well, actually, um, my wife would say the most important one on this whole list would be Mamma Mia, the 10th anniversary edition. I can't believe that's 10 years old. It's bad enough. I, I Just off the back of that, I did see a bit of Graham Norton the other week. Yeah, they're doing Mam- I, Mamma Mia, here we go to, again. I know. <laughs> and And I was shocked when Cher came on because she's in the, in the sequel. And the girl looks like She's been had so much plastic surgery now. Yeah. But she's 72, for Christ's sake. I know. 
I haven't seen the first one. I don't. I tell you, I still don't want to see James Bond singing. Well, to be you know, I was just about. I was just thinking about that because Pierce Brosnan loved him as James Bond, my favourite James Bond. He is completely tone deaf. <laughs> He's completely. <laughs> he sounds like a goose farting in the fog. So it's you've a, actually have you actually been have you have you been strapped down to watch Mamma Mia? Uh, yeah, then, it, you know that bit in <clears throat> Clockwork Orange. Yeah, when you got the eyeballs bursting out. Yeah, pins. that that was kind of like my son and my wife making me watch it, and I and I was having that sort of reaction. So I'm mentally scarred for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> Even so, though I do love Abba's songs, but oh my god! Oh god! Do you know what? Actually, I've, I've got a couple of their albums here on vinyl. Yeah. So I did. I did put one on the other day. I just actually a have one on vinyl as well. Yeah, you are. there you go. I do. Um, and then another one, and this is one that we were talking about a few weeks back. Please, sir, the complete Fen Street collection. Ding, ding. Is being <laughs> released on Blu-ray. Oh, not wow. on Blu-ray, sorry, on DVD. So that's uh, that's quite a good one, but I don't think there's much else released uh, in the next week that's uh, <coughs> no, of significant say, interest. I, mean, we were talk- I know we'll probably briefly talk about it and we bring it in now, obviously, that you've picked up The Matrix. Yes. Today, in a matter of fact. Yeah. Now... I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to now talk about something else, but I'm going to have to because I haven't, I haven't got. It's just suddenly reminded me. By the way, the now, Matrix is a true 4K movie. Yeah, I will purchase it at some point. I did see that Die Hard's getting 4K treatment. Yeah, and I've seen the box art for that, and it is available for pre-order. I think, or it might even be out. I don't know. I'll have a look after we've done this on the. I've been looking at the HMV website. Mm-hmm. Now, something else that might intrigue you, interest you, um, especially if you're about our age, um, HMV have, have got a pre-order on what they call the VHS collection. Have you heard about this? No. So what it is, you've got... I'll, I'll read off a few movies first of all. You've got The Thing. Um, you've got Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club. Uh, what else was there? <clears throat> Scarface. E.T., Back to the Future, um, Beverly Hills Cop. I think there was a couple more as well. There's probably about ten of them. And what they've done to they they brought these airplane. they come in airplane. If you're looking now, you've 48 seen the hours, features. Top Gun, yep. The Breakfast Club, E.T. The Extra Terrible, Beverly Hills how Cop. How do you how before we tell anyone else what we're on about? How do you like the idea of those? Well, as long as, I, as, long as they're not literal copies of VHS. <laughs> But so what you do, guys, what you get is you get the box art from the VHS original releases. Now, I own every one of those on VHS. And I remember the box art and the Blues Brothers as well. I think they're there as well. Did I sound have said that one or not? So you get the box art from the old VHS cartridge. Um, inside, you get it, it's, it comes out looking like a VHS cassette. But then you open that up and in there, you've got the two, you've got the two, DVD, two DVD or DVD and Blu-ray. With a poster and a couple of couple of cards in there as well. Mm. What do you think? Up for any of those? Uh, it's different. <laughs> Maybe one or two of them I might be uh, quite interested in. Well, you see, I, the thing is, I with what DVD and Blu-rays I've got, there's only probably maybe one or two of those I don't actually own, which I'd probably go for. Yeah. Because I don't have Top Gun in any shape or form, even though I've watched I that have on that on Laserdisc. Yeah. And... Um, actually, I don't own I don't own ET. I know it's not one of your favourites, as if you know from other podcasts we've done. Um, 
Scarface. I think I think I've got Scarface on Blu-ray or DVD as well. But yeah, that's a great idea to bring them out in that sort of VHS-style collection. Yeah, it's uh, it's. And I owned them all. I said, uh, the obviously uh, we're that age that we actually. I mean, I had a stack of VHS cassettes back in the day. Oh, so did I. Oh man, I had. I think tip. I had one big. I had a big one wall full. You know, there was the, uh, the Star Trek original series because they came out. by me, I was buying them once a month. Yeah, me too. I had I had them all on on uh, on the. VHS and I bought them all yeah. on DVD. Yeah, <laughs> that was why I, there was that was thing I was tweeting about with, with with the thing that I had VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Now we just need it in 4K. <laughs> but it's just a great idea for if you check the HMV website, you can see them up there for pre-order. Yeah, uh, there. I think I think they're doing two for twenty-five quid. I think at the moment as well. That's not bad. But if any of those you don't know, it's just nice to have one of those to to reminisce on those boxes that we used to have the cassettes in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Breakfast Club. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, class. They were all great 80s movies. Absolutely, definitely. Okay, so let's just quickly run through the cinema charts if I can read it with my goggles. I think I can just about do it. So the top five this week, we've got five. We've got Solo, A Star Wars Story. Four, we've got Deadpool 2. Three, we've got Hereditary, which I think my daughter's seen that. Mm-hmm. said it was quite good. Two, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. And at number one, uh, I'm not sure about this, but Ocean's 8. That's a Sandra Bullock one. It's the girlies edition. It is. <laughs> and to be honest, I hated Ocean's 11 and its successes, so this is not going to be one I'm going to be having any interest in seeing at all. <laughs> Because it's like the Ghostbuster scenario, isn't it? No, no disrespect to our female viewers and 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 the actresses that are involved in these movies. There, uh, there were just some films that should never be remade because they were perfect the way they were. Ghostbusters was one of the examples. I actually watched part of that new Ghostbusters movie. It was awful. I switched I, it off. I did actually watch it from start to finish. Because I was watching it with the, with the women in the house, and they quite enjoyed it. It was all right, let's put it that way. It was okay, but it ain't Bill Murray, is it? And Dan Aykroyd, is it? It was awful. Well, it was Bill Murray, because he was in it. <laughs> just briefly as a... But it's just, no, it's not It's not having the original Ghostbusters there as we, we would like to have had. I just think that there are some things that are moments in time that you just shouldn't redo. Mm. Like Back to the Future. Well, as I've said, unless you've got a good script behind you, Mm. It's it's something you shouldn't do. Um, it's as well I say that. Look at King. Look at Kingdom Skull for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Not the best film in the world, is it? Um, no, and certainly uh, the weakest one out of the indie movies. I still I still call them a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, the trilogy plus one. <laughs> yeah, and the plus one you never take a frame, you never take your frame it, with you. It was a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It was a trilogy in four parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but yeah, um, Ocean's Eight. I like the idea of it, but it's not. You know, I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it on Sky at some point. Um, I did like the the other movies. Mm. I think the first. I can't remember. They were all different. I mean, I think I liked the first two. But from then onwards, it went a bit downhill. I think. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, okay. Um, 
Should we look at what we've been up to this week with movies and TV? Yep. Right, I haven't got a lot written down, to be honest. <laughs> so this is going to be off the cuff, because um, we've spent a couple of weeks now. Mm. So I did get to finish The Arrow on, on TV. Yeah. Oh, boy, did I enjoy the way that panned out. Is that the last uh, one, or is there a... Is it just the last of this season? The last of this season. Right, okay. So they're, they're all they're all re, they've all been um, recommissioned for next for next for this well for this year yeah. next season. And um, I'd already seen the Flash and how that panned out. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And Arrow was it was taking a bit of a grind to get there because there's so many ways you could have killed that dude. And in the end, he probably escaped as well. So don't give away the story. <laughs> well, it's finished ages ago, so if you haven't seen it by now, it's your own fault. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it, but then again, to be honest, I have also haven't seen the end of season four or three. <laughs> yeah, but I Arrow had got, it, Arrow took a bit of a nosedive, but now it's it's been good. Yeah. Um, did you have you have you not seen the end of Arrow? Then yeah, you haven't. No. Okay, because there is a shock in there. I'm just going to put it that. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And. It was sad. <laughs> okay. So someone died. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, that was pretty cool. Um, really, TV, I don't think I've watched, say, I've been watching a bit of football, obviously, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about in this show. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's been some sort of event where some people get together and kick a ball about, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, what it does, it it, sh- it wrecks all the wives of this world because all their scheduled soaps are thrown out of sync. It doesn't wreck my wife. She watches it. Yeah. And I go, then, woohoo, computer time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, well, I think most of my most of the TV shows that I've been watching, they've all come to a, pretty much an end. Yeah, I'm, I'm so getting modern, to that modern point fa- as well. Modern, fa- modern Family's finished. Um, Big Bang Theory had finished. Uh, the one that hasn't yet, I think I've got a couple more episodes to go, is Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Which we're enjoying immensely. Um, the guy that plays the Sheldon is pretty good, actually. And um, there was an episode this week where he went, went, to, went to see this professor at another college. And I was racking my brain. I was listening to him talking in the show, and I, I, I looked at his face, and I remember his face looks familiar, but it's his voice more. Yeah. So I googled him on obviously on the Internet Movie Database, and he's the voice of Rex in Toy Story. So I don't know if you, if you check him yeah, out. Yeah, I know who you made. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it, that's pretty cool. Uh, say T, say TV's a bit thin. I, I, this. There's a couple of bits on Netflix I've been meaning to watch, but again, it's enough time in the day to do anything these, these days at the minute. Mm. Um, there's a couple of movies I've noticed on there that I've been wanting to watch. Yeah, uh, the the guy, uh, Wallace Shaw, who you're talking about, he was mm. also Rom. In? Deep Space Nine. Not Rom. Yes. Uh, not, no, not Rom, sorry. He was the Grand Nagus. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a couple of movies I watched this week actually. On the this won't interest a lot of you guys, but with the the intimate release um, from Waxwork of their repressing of the soundtrack to Logan's Run, 
which is coming out this week, I thought I'd go and watch the film. And, it, and there's, there's talk of a remake on the, in the back burner at the moment for this film. Yeah, this is the um, Michael York version, isn't it? Yes, this is. Yeah. Uh, with, with Jenny Agata. Yeah. Classic movie. She, yeah. I actually have that on Blu-ray. <laughs> you do? I don't actually own it. I, I probably will get a copy at some point, but I sat and watched it. Um, it's very old at the point that the the sci-fi that you get in here is very much 70s sci-fi. Yeah, it's uh, it's 70s future retro. It is. It doesn't age well as some films do, but I still enjoy it. Well, it's a classic movie, isn't it? With the idea that the premise of this film is that once you hit 30, you go into Carousel, which means, as far as you're concerned, you think you're going to be reborn. But in fact, you're murdered. And the police, which are called Sandman, track down people that won't go to Carousel thinking they don't they don't want to go through it. Yeah, but they don't sing the song, Mr. Sandman. <laughs> no, they certainly do not. And so, what? And Michael York's character um, gets involved and hears about this group in the background that are trying to stay away from Carousel because they believe that you're actually murdered. Yeah, uh, which is where Jenny Agatha comes in. Um, even Farrah Fawcett Majors is in this film briefly as well. Mm. Don't forget. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a really good film. The soundtrack's incredible because I, I like the idea of bringing this orchestral music, but again, like like you do with Forbidden Planet, you get this this science fiction style electronic beat that you get to a film yeah. to give it that that sense of. Cause I think this film's based in like twenty three. It's based in the twenty third, twenty fourth century. Mm. So it's not exactly Star Trek, but <laughs> but you're in a, you're in these cont- in contained domes as if the rest of the world doesn't exist. Yeah, and don't forget there was also the TV series as well of this. Yeah, do you know I had a little Google of that um, this morning. Yeah, and what we had obviously the TV series I think was about 1977. No, it was earlier than that. Was it earlier? I, I think. Well, anyway. I noticed there's not a lot on YouTube. I was trying to find a full episode, but I couldn't find one. Uh, again, I've got it on DVD. <laughs> yeah, see, good man. Uh, um, first episode was uh, aired in 1977. Sorry, I thought you said 97, sorry. No, I did not. I did 77. Sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, I thought you said 97. I was thinking, yeah. no, it was well before then. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little and- kid. It's funny. Do you remember the? There was like an. I think it was an Android character. Yeah, there, there was. Who dressed in green and they went around yeah. with like a car, didn't they? Yeah. Now he, he was in the thing, in nineteen eighty two. Yeah. Because he was the guy that was strapped to the chair and asking, and once they'd done the blood test, can you tie me out of this hecking chair? Yeah, Donald <laughs> Muffet. Yeah, and he don't look any different then. If you look at the, if you look at a screenshot from '77 and look at him now, yeah, I don't think he's changed a lot. He's aged, aged pretty well. So he's yeah, eighty-seven so, years old. Has he really? Jesus Christ! He's older than Cher. Blimey! Yeah, um, so, yeah God's so, not as old f- as Cher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another film I watched this week. Not that I, I, I need to go back and probably watch. I like should watch the trilogy really, but. It, I sat and watched Mad Max 2. Mm. I recently and watched all of those. Have you seen them all, yeah? Yeah, well, I've got them on Blu-ray. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's nice, actually, to just watch it in, watch the Australian version of these movies. Mm. 
because I'm, I don't think the third one counted, but the first two came out with it. Yeah, Beyond Thunderdrome, I didn't enjoy as much. It's all right, it's okay, but I, 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 the first two are brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson, it's, it's great, it's a great story, and they may seem a bit cheesy nowadays, but I, I, I still love them. Yeah. Maybe we should do a, a show dedicated to Mad Max one day. Maybe. Might be an Same idea. ways we should we should do one for probably Back to the Future as well. We haven't done them yet. We know. Well, we were, we were always on about we were going to do one about time traveling movies, which obviously that would feature very heavily. Yeah, do a special <coughs> on that. So, so Mad Max is it? That is a great. This it's very. It seems very feminine that movie. From some of the characters in that in that film, where you got the you got these gangs in the wasteland that are trying to take this. This fuel depot in the in the desert in Australia, mm. um, and the classic scene of the the little boy with the the metal boomerang, yeah, and when he throws it, the guy tries to catch it, and all his fingers come off. <laughs> classic. Oh, what a great movie that is! Um, but other than that, really, I've been pretty quiet. I, you know, I, I should. Yeah, I've got a couple of films actually on Sky to watch. Yeah, which are poor more recent. I've got the Snowman that's just come out. Which is, I think, a psychological thriller type movie, mm-hmm. set in set somewhere in the snowy snowy somewhere. Hence the title of the film. So I've got a couple of movies to sit and watch. Once I get off call, I'll be able to concentrate. Yeah. But how about yourself? What you, without giving away spoilers on on one of these, I can see in your list. Okay. Well, um, I've watched season five of Arrested Development because mm. of that was recently released on Netflix. Um, so, obviously, this is uh, one that I've spoken about uh, before. It's uh, about the uh, Blue family who are housing developers, and, uh, you know, it's just a, a comedy uh, sort of thing. Um mm. And Netflix have bought the show back from the dead because it was cancelled a few years back. Yeah. It's nice to see the characters again. Uh, Ron Howard does the voiceover and directs the, the show. Uh, and he's just absolutely brilliant on some of the stuff that he comes out with. And I love yeah. the fact that there was uh, a self-referential bit to the new Solo movie coming out as well. Oh, really? Was there? Yeah, there was. Oh, I love, I love Ron Howard. He's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just it was just such a such a good laugh uh, to to see those characters again um, mm. on a show that, to be honest, I only found a year ago. But I was so gutted when I got to the the end of it. It's got Nathan Bateman, not Nathan Bateman. I forgot what his name uh, name is. It's I know who you're on about. Yeah, <coughs> quickly typing here. Yeah, quickly typing in. Uh, it's Jason Bateman. Sorry, that's who it is. Yeah, and Jeffrey uh, Tambor as well, hmm. and Will Artnett. So there's a, you know, a few famous names in there. Uh, so it's a really good show. It's well worth having a watch. Um, yeah. I also st- I started watching A Good Place again as well. Just getting ready for the run up to hopefully when it starts to show again in September ish. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly. But I don't know. Um, what else have I watched? Also, I got Black Panther on 4K Blu-ray. Looks oh, okay. absolutely superb uh, on there, uh, as you would mm-hmm. expect. Um, total eye fest. Um, a good story, but it's not as good as I remember it. 
to be honest. It's, it, you know, when I came out of the cinema, I thought, oh, that's the best, you know, uh, Marvel movie so far. And now that I've watched it again, and especially after seeing Infinity War and stuff like that, I'm sort of like, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. But I, I think it's probably maybe carried away with a little bit of the hype that went with that uh, as well. <clears throat> but uh, certainly worth a watch. Uh, and I quite like the way that Martin Freeman's character transformed from uh, the last film he was on, where you know when he was on Civil War, where he was a bit of an arrogant person, mm-hmm. to being quite different on this one. You know, but he, he changes about halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it's quite nice to see you know his character change in that respect. Yeah. Um, TV wise. I've really been enjoying Marvel Agents of Shield. The last, I think, few seasons of that, they've really hit, you know, hit the ground running with yeah. it. Um, so the team's returned from the future now, with a view to stop the destruction of Earth. Okay. Uh, Hydra's returned into the story, and yeah. they're really taking some of the characters <clears throat> in very, very different directions, but based on events that happened in previous seasons so Mm. it's really quite nice to see this development that's going on um because you know uh evidently this has been renewed but only for half a season next year yeah um so and i understand that events in the next marvel uh agents of shield season will take place after events of infinity war 2 um so hopefully it'll address any of the concerns that anybody who's seen that movie will know what they are that I'm not going to tell you because I know you haven't seen it. No, no, we, go, we move on swiftly. I've got, <clears throat> I've got, I've got something to talk about Netflix actually when you finish talking about something. All right, uh, Westworld has been yeah, the I've other not, one. I've not, I've got that all in my box to watch. Oh, you're going to be in for a treat. I've, I've been, I, I got as far as probably about episode two or three of the first series. Yeah. Um, but I'll probably end up watching again. Probably do this on my own. I don't think it's going to be what the missus would probably want to watch. Well, to be honest, there's not all of the uh, nudity in that that there was in the first season. Okay. If that's what you know, she might have well, been a bit yeah, sensitive I, I, about. A little bit, probably a little bit. But um, I mean, I, I, I feel Western and the way this. So I mean, I don't know. I've not. I've kept away from spoilers, so I don't even know where the show goes. But obviously, there's different different characters which you go on their journey. Yeah. And to be honest, it's a very intricate sort of story because there's a lot of facets to it. And, you know, if you have a poor attention span, you're probably not going to really um, get what's happening to each one of the characters, you know, like Bernard and, you know, everyone else that's mm. in there. So it's best to watch it where you, when you can concentrate so that you follow the story. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but really, you know, I think it's a better better than the first season, and that was excellent as well. I think it's one of yeah. the best shows on TV at the moment, to be honest. Um, okay. And then another great show that I've really, really loved this season has been Humans. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's the second, I think, the second season. Uh, of the TV show Humans, you know, where there was, uh, it was set in the now, but everybody has, uh, Android helpers who were oh, so sentient. So we're talking Detroit Most Human here, aren't we? We are. Become human. <laughs> we, we are, but they don't have emotions. And then 
but there's a group of them, a small group, who do. And there's mm. the creator of all of these androids originally. There's his son, who is um, half human and half android because he had to be saved by his father and they did, he did that by putting implants from the the androids in him and stuff like that because otherwise he would have died. Mm. Um, but the, the, the uh, there was an awakening in all of the green-eyed androids uh, at the end of the last season because the uh, group who got emotions released code to, yeah. and then they all walk with this and it's about the after effects of that and you know how people have turned on a lot of the androids and some people don't and some people you know like are having relationships with them um, and there are you know, groups of androids in certain locations and how the government's afraid of them and how people are and, you know, the different swaying in the media, whatever. And there's all this on... That's the main, you know, the the background story to the main story, which is going on with the main characters. And it's got uh, the woman off um, the Maltesers advert and the It crowd. Yeah. Uh, on there, she's one of the, you know, uh, main stars of the show. Absolutely fantastic! Really, really, really well worth watching. Mm. So, and you can watch yes. it on obviously four OD as well. So, just get on over there and have a look. Yeah. So, before we move on to some some uh, our debate with our movies, I want to cast your mind back to one of your favourite shows on Netflix, which um, is The Good Place. Yeah. You haven't forgotten about that show kicking in the background, have you? What did I uh, say about a couple of minutes ago? Yeah, I know. I've been know, watching I, it again. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm hearing that season three, we're going to get that around September the 28th. Yeah, that's what I said, because that's why I've started watching it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going over old ground because I, I made some notes on this. Now, I've heard a bit of... It's not really going to be spoiler to know the beginning, because we know how, the, how it ended. Yeah. Well, unless you haven't watched the season. And if you haven't, then just... just you're probably not just interested. Look, I'd say, look away now, but you're yeah. listening. No, anyway. Um, so, it's, I think they get... From what I'm hearing, they're going to give them a second chance on Earth. Right. So, they're, so, they're resurrected. Yeah. But what they're doing is we're still going to get to see the other, the other characters that will, you think won't be around then if, they, if they're on Earth. Right. So, be interesting to see how that, that pans out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, to be honest. Um, I think America's going to get it first. We might get it a day later or something like that. If, it might even be the same, similar. Yeah. The way Star Trek um, Star Trek came out. Yeah. Do you no know doubt. what I mean? Well, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I'm looking for this. From the Netflix side, that's what I'm really looking forward to at the minute. Yeah, I am yeah. as well, which is sort of like where I thought, I'm just going to watch it all again just to... just get back up to speed with where it was yeah well i've got it i've set up on my phone again properly and since I've, I've, I've changed phones so what i can do is i can download all the shows on my phone yeah and then watch it my heart's content at work on that yeah because your missus liked this as well didn't she 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 actually adored it it was one of those shows where let's watch the next one let's watch the next one yeah and um just the way they as we know the twists and turns of that show it's good family it, viewing because my son loves it as well. Mm. He absolutely, in a matter of fact, he went for about four months where that's basically all he watched. He just kept watching it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, let's um, move on to this week's debate. There was something missing. So what we did, what we decided to do was that we had a, we had a two wins in the vote on Facebook. So this week we're going to do the second one. Yeah, two exactly equal wins as yeah, well. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get that very often. No, but but by the time we totted up the uh, Twitter questions and the, uh, sorry, the Twitter votes and the Facebook votes, it was exactly the same number for both. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to give you a top ten list of our favourite movies. Now this can this can change with how you feel, should we say? So sometimes, because we've done some top tens before. Um, but you're going to probably see the same ones as being number one, if you know what if you know us well enough. Mm. Uh, anyway, should we? So, as I say, what's your top? What's your number ten? Because I can't. Num- do you want to say I can't see his list? By the way, yeah. Uh, mine is on a post-it note um, in software mode on the PC, so I'm just looking at that list. Um, so it's not in our show notes. So we haven't. We don't know what we're going to see. As much right. as we could probably guess. My Number 10 film mm. is from 1993 and it's called My Life and it stars Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. And you watched this recently, I remember, when we did a show show previous and you yeah. watched, I think you uh, mentioned it. Yeah, it's about it's uh, based on a true story about a guy who gets cancer and uh, tries to... Or terminal cancer, and he tries lots of ways in order to um, heal his cancer and, you know, so... He, he doesn't die Um, and in the meantime his wife who's played by Nicole Kidman becomes pregnant and he starts recording video blogs as in VHS uh, recordings you know talking to his child you know and yeah it's it's things like this is how you shave you don't shave side to side you Mm. know with the blade this way because it'll cut your face you shave down you know and just the type of things that you would do with your child, but just done to video. And, uh, you know, obviously he dies near the, the end of the film. Mm. Uh, but it's after the birth of his child, if I remember rightly. So yeah. he does that, get to see his child before they die. But uh, that was, you know, th- that's that film. It's an incredibly good, incredibly powerful movie. Yes. Actually, mine, mine's not in... My, if you say powerful and you... For you, my top ten, my top number ten film is because back in nineteen eighty six, when I walked out of this movie, I felt so depressed, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. And this is Oliver Stone's Platoon, which was back in the back in the day in the mid eighties. You had a lot of Vietnam movies come out. Yeah. This one with with Charlie Sheen, and it was his his story of going to Vietnam War. This was the one that really made Charlie Sheen, wasn't it? It probably did in a way. Mm. Um, Tom Berenger was in it and William Defoe was in it with the infamous screenshot of him on his knees with his hands in the air, if you remember that. Yeah. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a great soundtrack with a lot of the old tunes from that era. Um, it's just, it, there's a sort of feel good to it, but you know it's just a sad time in I mean, America's... It is. It is. I don't know what you can say about Vietnam. It's just it was a, just a bad time, full stop. Yeah, I I wasn't going to say anything anything about Vietnam, but what I was going to say is, considering how often alike we are, 
when we are miles apart, we are miles apart. And oh, God. I absolutely love this film. I switched it off. I couldn't bear it. I, I, mean, it so... I mean, I could have put any of them. I could have put in there Full Metal Jacket, which is a fantastic movie. I could have put Apocalypse Now. I didn't like that now. either. Apocalypse Now. Um, actually, I'm Charlie, Sheen, net, Charlie Sheen's in that. And even Harrison Ford's in it for a cameo. And The Deer Hunter with Robert De Niro. They, those probably were the top ones. Oh, The Deer Hunter. Yeah, I like that one. That, that, that came out, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a film that stuck with me, and I it, it actually it won four Oscars to be honest as well. So it ain't a bad film. Uh, I just, I just didn't like it at all. Yeah, but you know if you that's what you like, that's what you like. Oh, I see it. But yeah, not everything's horror and scary as a lot of our movies can be. But uh, yeah. Okay, so what's your number nine then? My number nine is two thousand one, A Space Odyssey from nineteen sixty eight. I nearly put this in. Because I love this movie. I do. It's one of my all-time favourite movies, and I've read all of the books as well, right up until 3001. Yeah. Um, Arthur C. Clarke, great author. Loved the Rama series that he did as well. I really wish he'd make those into movies. But this this predated Star Wars uh, by nearly a decade. Uh, Stanley Kubrick was the uh, director. (coughs) He was, yeah. And... It was the first time, really, that I I can recall a movie accurately depicting spaceships and travelling through space and the fact that you didn't actually have sound in space and things like that, you know, because people forget no air people to forget carry that. the sound. Exactly. People forget this in science fiction, don't they? Yeah. And when you're, when you're, when you're, I know it doesn't make good movies if you don't have sound space battles, but you wouldn't hear anything, would you? No, you wouldn't, because there's no ability to carry that no that sound wave. Because it, as it, as the alien says in space, no one can hear you scream. Exactly. <laughs> but I loved, absolutely loved uh, the film. Um, it is a slow burner of a movie, but you know the 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 whole thing of the fact that the onboard AI of the Discovery, which is an amazing looking ship it's like a ball with a spine yeah um you know it, it's it is very much what you would expect uh you know in the 60s what spaceships would look like in the future a very yeah. impractical design i do think oh, that, yeah. that antenna halfway down you've got to go into a pod open a pod please uh, bay doors please hal and all that yeah but um i absolutely loved this movie um and it was it was such a slow burner and it had such um such a depth to the story in terms of what it was suggesting about think, yeah. human life being <clears throat> brought along from apes i like I, yeah because that's the thing isn't it i mean the the the, the infamous um, beginning of the movie with with the apes um development of bashing the bone and but then they're seeing this lump of something in the from space, you know, sitting on their sitting on their afternoon cup of the tea. The monolith. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but, it's, but it's 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 such a visual treat. This movie. It is, and right down, and also the music in it as well, because you've got like the Blue Danube where it's coming into I, doing I, the dock, I've and got, that is so I've classic, this, and that's I, on Elite as well. I know. It's... I I've got the soundtrack, and it's all so classic, and it's all classical music, and it's brilliant. It is. And, 
Um, and, and actually, just going back, thinking about some people you, you don't realise that's in it. Leonard Rossiter. Yeah, and Ed Bishop from UFO. Yeah. And not this guy is going to make much difference to us, but there is... Um, it was someone called Bill Weston who was an astronaut, but he actually plays a stormtrooper in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's very clever because they try to make it realistic that because back in the day, we, the people that flew you around the world in America was Pan Am. Yeah. That was their main. You if you watch a sixties bomb movie and there's it'd be a Pan Am aircraft from America yeah. to London or whatever. But that was the space. That was the travel, wasn't it? Pan Am was the one that we had the sort of a space shuttle. Yep. In their thinking at the time. Uh, very good. As I said, I'd love to see say, an imminent 4K release coming out, which should be jaw-dropping. I, I can't wait for that, to be honest, because that'll be taken from the 70mm uh, film as well. Yeah. So it'll, that, that captures beyond 4K resolution, so it yeah. should be a true 4K movie. It will be, and... This is, do you know what? I've gotten so many times, I might even actually dig my Blu ray out and watch it again some point. It's a visual, as I said, it's a visual feast, it really is. And if you like science fiction. I'll, I'll tell you what, because it goes back as well to the old movies where they used to have intermissions in films. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I've got to say something now, this is really weird. I don't know what sort of telepathic path we were on half the time. But I was thinking about that this afternoon. Yeah, I was I was just sitting here listening to some music, and I was doing some tweets for film stuff and whatever you and that. And there's not often I can say I can remember two movies I went to see at the cinema where there was an intermit, there was like an intermission halfway through the film. Yeah. One was the Towering Inferno, but it was a long movie anyway. Yeah. So for that 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 movie of the the burning, <clears throat> the Towering Inferno with a with a lot of seventies and sixties stars in that. And another one, which, have I got it in my list? I haven't, actually, which probably would be sometimes, was Ghostbusters. I don't remember Ghostbusters having it, but certainly it did, it 2001 did, it, does. Yeah, it, it did for me. When I went to see it, when I went to, the, I went to a cinema in Henley to see that. Yeah. When it came out back in the day. And the cinema there, I think it was the Regal, and it's a very old one. So it's one of those cinemas where you used to have the organ that comes out the ground. Yeah. And when we got to the point of the film where they're talking about the idea that that the um, you know about the, the dead and everything else and, and and the tower in New York that where it's like Spook Central City and what we're talking about, and they're driving over the the br- bridge probably from from Queens back to the other side mm-hmm. to New York, to New York, and that was where the film had a half had a break yeah for ice creams. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I'll tell you what the the. I've got this on DVD and Blu-ray, and the DVD has the intermittent has break. Has the intermittent it? break it does, because it's yeah. a collector's edition. I'm, I was I had it on with my wife. Said, what's what's that for? She said, "Well, it's like movies. You can go make a cup of tea." Goes now. back to 1968, <laughs> so it's out. So what I need you to do is dress up in a French maid outfit, put a square box in front of you over your legs, and put some ice creams in, and then come and offer me an ice cream. Funnily yeah. enough, it was uh, something like. Make love and travel was the uh, response, but <laughs> yeah, swing on that one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's a brilliant film. Love that film. So, what's your number nine? So, again, because this isn't going to probably interest you, 
Um, we're going back to 1981. And this movie actually was one of the films in the VHS cassette days. This film got banned. And this is a film from Sam Ramey called The Evil Dead. I was just about to say, is this The Evil Dead? <laughs> oh, we're going to say, wait, wait, I loved that film. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, did you like? No, we went about the first one. So the second one ended up being more of a comical twist to it. Yeah. But the first one was dead scary. And um, it was, you know, the, the days of Cabin in the Wood? Yeah. Cabin in the Wood. It, it was that in a different time scale. Yeah. No, no, I, li- I like that film. As a matter of fact, I've recently... Uh, got on iTunes, Ash versus the Evil Dead, because it was four ninety nine for the whole season. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's it, it's a it's a great film. the The idea of a tree raping a woman. Well, I don't know where that come from. <laughs> I don't know what it was on when he was thinking about that one. <sighs> but that I think I think, but that's what gave it that band um, point. I think at the time back yeah. in those days. I think it probably was. Because it, 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 it's not that scary, to be honest. No, I think it's a sort of film, if you're sitting in the dark, and I, a lot of people don't do this with, with movies, I love to just sit in the dark and have a good old film on. Yeah. Um, and it's got that eeriness. I mean, even the second one, when you when you see... Because I think, I think the first one was when you had, you had the, girl, the, girl, the girlfriend that got possessed and her eyes turned white. Yeah. And at one point... Um, you got you got someone with, with a pencil digging in someone's ankle... If you remember that, I don't remember that to be honest. Oh, you need you need to rewatch it. Um, but it, it's, it. I think if we didn't have Sam Raimi, a lot of films of today wouldn't have turned up. I, I think it's uh, one of those films that's considered to be a bit of a video nasty, isn't it? Really? <laughs> well, yeah, because it was. It was banned at one yeah. when VHS cassettes were coming out. I mean, that alongside a few others, Zombie Fleshy is the one that springs to mind. Mm. Um, got banned. Yeah. Um, and I Spit on Your Grave, another one I watched at the time, that was banned as well. So these were, this was all video nasties, <laughs> early 80s style. But yeah, great film. Well worth, I think the remake is okay. I like, it's okay, it's all right. But you can't beat the original for what it is. No. You know, pretty good. I must admit, I like the humour in the second one better, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I, do you know, I've never seen the third one. I have, Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, because it's just going off the, off the train a bit. That was a bit bit weird and wacky, but uh, it's uh, it is a it is a good film. And uh, if you fancy a bit of eighties nostalgia, that's one definitely to watch. Yeah, definitely. You know. All right, number eight. What have you got? <clears throat> going forward to two thousand and nine, Moon. Okay, I've, do you know? I think I don't think I've actually got this on my box to watch, but I've never seen it. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Uh, it's yeah. uh, basically he's a lone person on the moon whose uh, job is to maintain um, equipment for while the moon's been mined. Yeah. The surface of the moon. Uh, it, his only um, company is an AI who's got the voice of Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And some weird stuff happens and his life's turned upside down. Uh, as a yeah. result of it, 
and uh, a really good, uh, very well acted um, film, to be honest, because he's, mm. he's uh, just getting towards the end of his three year um, contract on the moon. Yeah. Uh, and then he has an accident, and then all sorts of things go wrong. Mm. Um, so, really, really is worth watching. Very much 2001-ish, but without being too... You know, it's not... The the problem's not the AI, it's something else that goes wrong. But, yeah. wow, you know, really good film. There's, I think there's about six people in it in total. <laughs> there's not many actors. It's probably <laughs> the most underpopulated movie ever. Um but yeah, well worth watching. Well worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so swiftly moving on, we're going to probably skip number seven. Well, what's your number eight? eight? Oh, number eight. Sorry. Okay, so nineteen seventy-eight. So we've gone back a bit in time here. Yeah. So this is the second film from Giorgio Romeo, which is Dawn of the Dead. Right. And. Out of a lot of the zombie films we've had over over the years, I, this one is still close to my heart. Mm. So as we know, a lot of people that do know this movie, it's set in the time of the zombie out, outbreak and apocalypse and uh, coming together from different characters all end up barricading themselves in a shopping mall. Yeah. And it goes from there with a few, few twists and turns. Classic movie. Uh, it is. And this is the one I picked up recently on eBay. I got the American DVD Ultimate Edition release, mm-hmm. which then I purchased an actual cheat remote to put my, my Blu-ray player into Region 1. Yeah. So I don't know if we ever, I've ever chatted to you about this. Uh, we did have a chat, yeah. I can't, it's been such a while. So yeah, so I've actually, so I've got three different versions. I've got the Italian version, I've got the American release, and I think it's another release as well. But I, I love this movie. It's It's one of the, I mean, People that may watch a zombie film now and watch this will see these zombies are a bit white-faced, the, the blood's a bit more theatrical, not so realistic, maybe. But the gore can be pretty realistic at points. Um, I think it's like one of the classic zombie films of, that we've had over the years, for me. Mm. You know, there was, there, was a, there was this trilogy, so we had Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Uh, Dare the Dead's pretty good as well, but I, I do prefer um, this one, which was, again, this is another one that was remade. Yeah. And when they remade it, the zombies could run fast. Yeah. Where in this film, they were a bit slow on their feet and they sort of limp and groan. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, without, uh, without these ones, you wouldn't have had things like 28 Days Later and whatever as well. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have had Shaun of the Dead if it wasn't for Dawn of the Dead. No. I'm telling you for now. Because actually... Some of the soundtrack from this, um, which was by Goblin, the um, Italian band, was was actually used in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, was. So, but yeah, really good movie that one. I was, I was, I was jumping to number seven, but mm. what was your number seven? Uh, Nineteen ninety-eight film, and it's called Dark City. Okay. So. Uh, John Murdoch, who's the main character, works in a strange hotel to find that he's wanted for a series of brutal murders. The problem is he can't remember whether or not he's committed the murders or not. Um, and he's convinced that he's gone completely mad. Uh, he seeks help to uh, unravel this. And mm. he stumbles upon uh, a fiendish uh, underworld controlled by a group of 
um, almost omnipotent uh, beings collectively known as the strangers who change people's memories and put different memories in different people and reset the world all of the time. It sounds like I don't think I've actually seen this, but it sounds like a few other movies I can think of. Oh no, this is this is very much uh, its own thing and really, really well worth watching. One of my favourite films. It mm. stars Jennifer Con- uh, Connolly, uh, Rufus Sewell, Kiefer Sutherland, William Hurt, and Richard O'Brien. Oh, okay. Seriously, I think you would love this movie. Yeah, I'll have to make a note of that one. It's one to have a look out for. Yeah. Well, I'd be able to pick it out on Sky or something like that. I wonder if I could. How old did you say it was again? 98. Okay, so... I should have to look for my avenues of picking up film to see what it is, where it's available. Yeah, no, definitely watch this. You will love it. Okay. Number seven, I'm going to skip my number seven because we already talked about it earlier on because that was Logan's Run. Okay. Um, well worth a watch. I'm looking forward to picking up that soundtrack at some point. Yep. Uh... So, number six, what have you got? I have V for Vendetta. I've actually quickly substituted it because when you were talking, it just reminded me of it because I was going to have Raiders of the Lost Ark in here. Yeah. And I thought, actually, no, this 2006 movie, I much prefer V for Vendetta than mm. uh than the Raiders. I like the Raiders films. I mean, if we did another top ten in about two weeks' time, it might change a bit. I mean, because I mean, I haven't got. I don't think actually. Just looking in here, I haven't got a Raiders movie in here, which I probably should do. But again, it's like like everything. Yeah, I, I haven't either. No, I've taken it out. But yeah, <coughs> Raiders and the um, uh, one and three were the ones that I liked. Two, I didn't like. Four, I didn't like. Um, Temple of Doom. But, no? Yeah, I didn't oh, like okay. Temple of Doom. Um, well, we, we, I'll, I'll chat about that for hours because I was playing that this morning. Actually, yeah. so. Um, but yeah, we, we we'll have to do a Raiders. We'll have to do a Raiders podcast. Yeah, but uh, V point. for Vendetta. So it's following a world war. London is a police state occupied by fascist government. Yes, and a vigilante known as V, played by Hugo Weaving, uses terrorist tactics to fight uh, oppressors in the world. Uh, which he now lives, and when a young, or uh, when V saves a young woman named um, <clears throat> Evie, played by Natalie Portman from the uh, right, secret yeah, police, yeah. he discovers uh, an ally in his fight. Yeah, you will. You, you've got to say quickly though, because as we mentioned it earlier, Hugo is it Weavy's surname, is, isn't it? Weaving, yeah. Yeah, I, I could do his impersonation of just Mister Anderson, you know, because he was in the Matrix. Mister Anderson. <laughs> and he was in Lord of the Rings stuff as he well. was yeah, he's but... been in in some of the best movies definitely yeah so yeah that's so that's my uh, number six brilliant mine movie. mine I'm going to go back to 1975 now how was I then oh god I would have been let me think I 11 think I would have been 11 yeah 11 and I went to see this in the cinema and I think it's the only time I've ever seen my mum jump out of her chair mm-hmm and this, of course, is the second movie from Steven Spielberg, which gave us what we call the summer blockbuster, and this will be Jaws. Yeah. And still to this day, this is one of those films that will always be up in my list. I never get bored of it. I know the script inside out. I know the music inside out. 
but it's just a film I just adore so much. You know, uh, for the whys and what's of luckily enough that the, they did want the shark in there to be um, in the film more. Yeah. But with the music and the way they did it, I think for the better that Bruce broke down a few times, being the name of the shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fantastic film. Um, we can say what we like about the sequels because <laughs> there's been a few, but um, none, none of them have a patch on the original. Yeah. For me, you know. I was. I say when I went. I went. I tell you, what, I know exactly where I was and when I went. I saw this at, in a cinema in Maidenhead, mm. which is now knocked down. And those days, you used to phone up to listen to an answer phone machine to tell you what was on at the cinema. Yeah. Do you remember, if you remember those days? I do. And if you didn't have a newspaper showing you the times, and we went there in a taxi because my dad broke his arm, and we had to queue around the whole of the cinema to get in. It was just. When Jaws came out, that was like... <clears throat> probably the same the way the way Star Wars went for people going to the cinema. It was just just incredible. Yeah. You know? I do. Fantastic film. Mm-hmm. So, what have you got next? 1997. Mm-hmm. The Fifth Element. Oh, fantastic movie. Yeah. 23rd century, New York cabbie, Corbin Dallas, uh, finds... Uh, the, the fate of the world is in his hands when Lilo, played by Mila uh, uh falls into his cab um, as she's the embodiment of the fifth element and needs yeah. to combine with the other four it, elements. Do you, think, do you think it might as well be John McClane that she's falling into it, it might as well be, but it's got, you know, Ian Holm on there. I think it was the first time we were introduced to Chris Tucker as well as Ruby yeah. Rod. And mm. uh, there was also uh, Gary Oldman as Zog. Yeah, there was some very outlandish costumes in that, wasn't there? Yeah, well, that was uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, wasn't it, it? It was, it was indeed, yeah. And uh, and it was Eric Serra who did the music, and it was directed by Luc Besson, yeah. who also uh, did... I forgot Valer- Valer- Valerian, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, I love that film. Um, but yeah, no, it's... It, it's a great film. It's it's worthy of anybody's list. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant film. Um, and it, it's such a visual treat as well. Mm. And it's a great story. It's not something that you would take too uh, seriously. It's just an enjoyable romp of a movie. <coughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what are we up to now? I've lost count. Number five. What's your number five? So my number five is back. It's going to uh, say, I said, we said talked off air. I think 1982 is one of the best years for movies. Yeah. So I've had to pick one from that. Well, actually, I've got two from 1982 in this list. Yeah. But the first one I'm going to put in there is John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. And when this came out, and not really realising at the time, because I adored this from day one, that it didn't really do well mm. as, as, as films go. It's a cult classic. It is. Um uh, there's nothing wrong with this movie. There's nothing I'd want to change with this movie. I mean, actually, I could do watching it now. It might cool me down. I think, to be honest, mm. being in that, um, being in the in the polar ice caps in that st- on that ice station. But yeah, there's so many good memories of this film. Um, Kurt Russell's brilliant. Uh, the special effects by Rob Bottom, um, because these are all practical effects and mechanical devices. None of these CGI of today in this movie. No. Um, just brilliant. I just, 
can't I, another film I can't praise enough for what it is yeah you know um, but yeah okay we're swiftly moving on because I'm getting sweaty and I'm going to pass out okay point. so number four yeah what have you got Back to the Future part one okay well I'm going to say back to 1985 <laughs> yeah mine is actually that's my number three yeah well, well, we're close then. Very close. <laughs> Very good. I've got one. I've, I, I could swap them around, but no. But yeah, what a fantastic film that is. Yeah. And it was weird because when I, I can't remember, I remember, sorry, I remember seeing it. I went to see it at the ABC in Reading off of Friar Street. Yeah. Which is no longer there anymore because you've got a hotel instead. Yeah. And... Some of those days, the trailers for, for movies coming out, they didn't want to show you a lot. So when I saw the trailer for this, when I went to see something else at that time, all you saw was Michael J. Fox walk around a vehicle, kicking it, and it just drove off. And that was it. That's all yeah. the trailer was. But you didn't really have a clue. No. What, was, what you were up against. But it's an all-time classic movie. It is. And the only reason I knew what it was about, before, before actually before... Uh, I saw it, was down to, back in the day, watching the film series that BBC had with Barry Norman. I don't mm. know if you ever watched those. I used to watch Barry Norman all the time on the film, whatever. And I just and I had just done a few tweets today because I was looking at some of his... Um, he's got a few... I can, you can find on YouTube some of the like the ones we did for the end of year. Mm. So 81, 83 and stuff like that. We've talked about Superman. And I, I miss that guy so much. He passed away um, some time ago. But he was a great critic, and there are films that he liked I could not like at all, but it's nice to hear how it is his thoughts on some of these films. It is. It is. It's, it's worth watching some of those old ones if you can see them, just to yeah. see what they're actually like. But, you know, the, the, view, the way that films were reviewed and everything, and the way he yeah. did it, he was, he was really good. I used to love watching the film ones. Yeah. Although I always well, used to the, give it a bit more of a cheer when it was a film that I'd like. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't sometimes... Because there, there would be a few films there that were out there that could be foreign or, or, or anything, you know. Well, I, I used to review everything, you know, from, like, you know, the, the French, you know, um, L.A. Noir sort of movies. Oh, God, yeah. Right, you know, and all of the arty-farty kind of ones, right the way up to... You know Star Wars and stuff like that. So yeah, and I, I did, I did actually. If you if you look for that tweet I did this morning, yeah, um, it's a YouTube video about. It's about forty five minutes long, but it's Barry Norman um, going over to Amblin to chat to Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and it's obviously at that point it would have been all those big films that he brought out for us in the late seventies, early eighties, mm. and he's chatting about that. Well worth a listen. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, my four. I've gone for 1993, and quite, as you say, in tune at the moment, but I've gone for Jurassic Park. Yeah, good film. Which was, what we say, the beginning the beginning of CGI. Yes. Well, the beginning of realistic-looking CGI. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And seeing a dinosaur up against everyone else and how they did all that, that's a... Again, John Williams doing the score, which is brilliant. Yeah, and you got you got Spielberg involved with this as well. Um, there's some great stars in this that, that that's work so good together, including Jeff Goldblum and and Sir Richard Attenborough, amongst others. Mm. Um, 
great and it, as much as you think that the, the the way this film progressed throughout the years did get a bit diluted at, part, at times yeah. but uh, from the last I, say, I haven't obviously not seen the, re, the, the latest one but <clears throat> yeah they, they came back to life again in a different in a different format and uh, I, I, you know they're great love them to bits produced by Catherine, uh, Kathleen Kennedy as well you know I know and she as I say so she, prove a, she can make good films it was and she, she was involved in quite a few I know She's, if you look at her if you look at her, her, um, her I suppose resume on in, in, you know in the movie database yeah all those films you love are there mm. even E.T. but maybe not for you <laughs> yeah well that should have been the one inside for Star Wars shouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> well well you know so, what's your number three? Because we've already talked about mine. Okay, um, 1982. Star Trek, Trek II, II, The, the Wrath of, of <laughs> So I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, say, go back anybody and you check out what movies came out in 1982. You'd be surprised what good times at the cinema we had. Yeah. For, for one year. Yeah. And we haven't got to talk about my last one yet, which you're probably going to guess anyway. But, you know. Hmm. They're, I think they were doing another Star Trek on Sky the other day because I've already got them saved on hard drive. Yeah. But again, this is another film that we know inside out. We know the score. We know the, we know the the script. Yeah. Well, I, I, for that one, I could actually go right the way through the whole movie. Uh, exactly. And quote every word, word for word. The same with my next one as well. But what's your number three? Oh, so my number three done. was my number three was Back to the Future. So right. Okay. Okay. So number two, yeah. So my number two. 1980. Can you guess? Okay. It's a sequel. Return of the Jedi? <laughs> no, that was 83, mate. <laughs> oh, no, the Empire no. Strikes Back. I told you it was going to be in there, didn't I? Somewhere. Yeah, it would be. Of course it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What's your what number two? S- my number two is my favourite horror movie of all time. Yeah. Which is The Exorcist from 1973. Fair enough. Which, as I say, I, I don't need to say more about that at the moment. Check it out if you want to scare yourself, crapless, and it's just, it's just, it just works in every way. Yeah. Number one, Shaun of the you. Dead. Really, that's interesting. Two thousand and four. Yeah, I've watched it again recently, funny because I say I picked up the I picked up the soundtrack to that, which is just the incidental music. Yeah. Um, which is in blood red vinyl. You got red on yet? Yeah. This this uh, this film introduced me to uh, Simon Pegg because I was aware of Spaced and I looked at it and I thought I don't find you know I, I didn't watch it. So have you not, have you not watched? Have you never watched Spaced? I'm coming on to that, but okay. it, I was aware of Spaced and that he was in it, but yeah. for some reason it had never appealed to me. Then I watched this. Nearly wet myself with laughter right the way through because it was hilarious, mm. and then I immediately went out and bought Spaced on DVD and watched it. Yeah, I've got the box set behind me. Yeah, well, so have I. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then that was sort of like you know my uh, right okay this he's one of my new favorite actors now. You know, uh, so him and Nick Frost, I think they're just both hilarious. Yeah, because I say a lot of those. I mean, a lot of some Pegs movies of of the last, the, say the we'll say with the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. And if you go and see who is in space, they're all in it. Yeah, they are. 
believe uh, in even in Shaun of the Dead. And it's, it's also got, uh, what do you call him, you know, was the only gay in the village. Yeah, I know. You know, he was on Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, well, what's his what's his name? He was also on Shooting what, what? Stars with uh, oh, Little Britain. Yeah, I, I you know just, he was Andy. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, he's gone completely, completely out of my head. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, I know you're gonna. Why you're doing that? Yeah, because I, I, as I say, there's some classic moments in Shaun of the Dead, and it just works so well. Oh yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, brilliant movie matt lucas by the way um yeah fantastic just so funny love the story i loved just the tongue-in-cheek humor (laughs) um bill nye on it as well he was so good yeah as his stepdad yeah did you know he touched me In a different way. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, it, 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 and, I mean, I love I, mean, I love Bill Nye. He's such a good actor. I mean, as well. I mean, I mean, if you if you look at the whole cut, I mean, his mum, she was in Doctor Who. Yeah, because she played the uh, Prime Minister, didn't she? Yeah. Um, in the early days of the the reboot of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and say, um, what I like about that was how they played on. What they were doing when they were trying to get over the fences and get to the Winchester. Yeah. And they bump into his girl, his ex-girlfriend. And then they had another set of characters, which were like the reverse mirror of them. Yeah, and uh, Martin Freeman was one of them as well. He was, yeah. So <laughs> there was one of the guys there, one of the League of Gentlemen was there as well. Yeah. And Matt Lucas was one of them as well. That's why. Yeah, he was. And he was like Nick Frost character, because he was always in his phone. Um, and... Also, uh, it was um, oh, I forgot the guy who did the voice for uh, Darth Maul. Um, yeah, because he he was there. He was there. The other um, member there in their apartment. Yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, he was uh, sharing the house with him. Oh, what yeah, and he, he got bitten at work on the way home from work, didn't he? He did. He did. Um, it was uh, Peter Savinovich. Yeah. Uh, but Tasman Gregg, she's in it as well. Yeah, um, she was in Spaced. Was she? I think I think it was her. Yeah, Dylan uh, Moran, uh, Lucy Davis, who's Jasper Carrot's daughter, who was also in The Office. Yeah, 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 because she she played the girlfriend to um, the guy that was in Black Books. I can't remember his name now. You might have just said his name. I did, yeah, uh, yeah, Dylan Mark. Uh, <coughs> yeah, because because when they did, do you remember the? Do you remember Rum? Was it Rum? Was it Rum Fat Boy Run or something? Like that, what it was called now. Yes, I've got that on uh, DVD. <laughs> yeah, because he was in that as he was in that as well. But that's a that's a quite good film. Yeah, Julia Deakin, yeah. who was also in uh, Spaced as well, and uh, Rob Brydon was on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a few uh, well-known names. Uh, in there, or at least faces, and the voice of Keith Chegwin. Mustn't forget that. Was that was was Chief? Was he? Don't well, you know, that. you know, on, you know, on the TV when they had the zombies doing that, like it's a knockout style. Oh yeah, yeah. At the end that of the was, movie, that, that was that was Keith Chegwin. Yeah, if I remember rightly, I might be wrong, but yeah, I'm sure it was. So, yeah, and quickly because we move on. Um, there's not a lot I need to say about my number one, but obviously that's Blade Runner from 1982. <laughs> one of the slowest movies in on the planet yeah. for a lot of people, but I love it to death. 
and it's it's a per, another one of those perfect movies that's been made. And I, <laughs> I will, think some I people will, would say perfectly boring movies. <laughs> and I will shoot anybody that disses Blade Runner twenty forty nine because again, off the back of that, that's another fantastic movie. Yeah. And but people that don't appreciate these movies don't know cinema. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, say. as you know, that Steve lives in a parallel universe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay. I'm, should we move on? Yeah. Do listen to questions. John, what's happening to us? Right. So, Mark's got a couple for us. I'll do the first one. When will we see the successor to the Xbox One X and the PlayStation Pro? At the I end of this gen. <laughs> I've got 2020. There you go. That's it. That's what I say. Do you reckon? I think we're, but, huh? Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it'll be 2022. And the reason why I think that is because mm. they've released the X and the Pro mid-cycle, so I think that that'll extend the life a little bit. Unless there is a sudden push to 60k 4k gaming, uh, 60 FPS 4k gaming. <laughs> well, it'll be 8k by then anyway, because we're going to get those two. Yeah, it probably soon, will be as well. But <laughs> well, they're already yeah, out actually. To be honest, for, uh, yeah, 8k are already out. Yeah. If you go, if you if you'd have gone to the the uh, electronic show in Las Vegas beginning of this year, they're already on on the on the stands. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, really good. But yeah, it's not like you can say. I think, I, I mean, I mean, the industry are saying 2020. Yeah, I probably probably agree with that because we're we're on that mid console cycle at the moment. Mm, we are. Uh, so, do you want to do question two? Uh, so, question two is: Will Sony ever offset the sticks on the PlayStation controller? Not in a million years. <laughs> It'd be nice. Mm, it would be. But I, but I don't because you know upper. How snotty PlayStation are with with all things um, called let's let's join in together with um, online and uh, you know Nintendo can join Microsoft in Minecraft, mm. but but Sony are just so set in their ways. A bunch of old dodderies they are, I think. Well, to be honest, I just don't think that they need to adapt anything in any way because I mean there might be. I don't know if there's any. Um, <clears throat> Any other controllers out there that you can use that maybe you got offset? Yeah, there are. Uh, I've got one. Um, it's well, actually, I've got two. I've got one that's wireless, which is a Hori uh, controller, mm. um, and then there is uh, well, two um, sort of like they were dubbed like the Elite, the the Nanco um, controllers, um, but. It, you know, it, that's uh, got offset, but it's wired and it doesn't have all of the features that the other ones do. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. So, if we just quickly move to Facebook, we've got a couple of questions here. A bit thin on the ground with this hot heat, maybe, for questions, but... Yeah, I think it's probably um, not that conducive time of year, really, for uh, people providing questions. Uh, so, to be honest, but if you do have any questions, don't forget to send us them in every week. Or we'll come round and we'll shove a bat night, bat up your night dress. You know. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Edwards, I, so I had a fifty pound voucher for Argosmas because considering buying the PSVR, 
um, aim controller for sorry aim controller for, with Farpoint bundle for forty seven ninety nine. Yeah. And while I was ooing and ahhing uh, whether to take the uh, two pound loss on my voucher, the blooming price went up back up to fifty four ninety nine. Have you ever missed the boat on a game or device? Yeah, often. <laughs> and then also, it's well worth sometimes waiting to see it come back down again. Well, I mean, I jumped in on uh, the PSVR which was just a PSVR with PSVR Worlds uh, for 269. Two weeks later, it was 199, and it had know, an extra now, game. And it's gone back up again now. Yeah. Because I was... I know you don't cough in your coffee, but I was looking at possibly at some point picking one up. I don't know why I was saying this, and I, I haven't at the moment anyway. Well, but, actually, I've seen it gone down to uh, 170. Somewhere. But I was looking. At, I think I was looking on Shop Two. Right. But, um, no, I wasn't looking at Shop Two. I was just looking generally. If you look at Hot UK deals, yeah. Um, you know the they have a lot of offers on on there, and that was one of. Yeah. I was just really. Do you know? I I was really. There's a couple of games that I like. I was obviously interested in Star Trek. Yeah. But also the game that, that the the game that come, comes from the team that did um, Until Dawn. All right, okay. they got the one that was the back off the back of that, which is set in the asylum, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's until dawn, whatever it is. I can't remember. Mm. Um, yeah, that, but I mean, at the moment, I mean, I've got to have to play anyway. But yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, it's, I mean, the games for gold at the minute. When you look at what deals they do, linking to those, they're always worth a look at. Mm. Um, they get pretty cheap. I mean, I think they're doing the Forza, all the Forza stuff at the moment. A load of it dirt cheap, so you know. So we, I say we don't always have to dive in at the, at the first minute with something. We know we can wait and pick it up later. Yeah, that's very true. So, do, do you want to talk about the last question? Because um, I think we we'll have to physically do this to prove it. Okay, one on one with these games, who would win? And this is by Craig Cole, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Destiny PB, PvP. One on one. Yeah, I'd debate on that. That'd be pretty close. Yeah, I think if it was PVE, I, I think I'd probably maybe just pick you. <laughs> just edge it. You're right. No, okay. I, I do because you think about all of the times when we've done strikes and it showed you the things at the end. I've invariably had more kills. Yeah, but that's not what it's not when you're one. It's one on one. This is okay. not. Okay. No, so that's what I'm saying. If it was PVE. Yeah, well, I anyway, think I probably, I possibly could, but I don't know. Um, PvP, Project, I think, would probably be quite equally matched. Right. Project Gotham Racing. Uh, or Forza. I'll let no. you have that one because uh, yeah. you're, you're more of a racer than me. Yeah, I'd give you Fortnite. Yeah. I can't stand it. I really can't stand that game. It's not for me. No, I can't. it's a kid's game. Yeah. Um, and Sensi Soccer, well, maybe we got, might get a penalties on that one. Yeah, well, I don't actually. I, don't know, I think you probably get the the slight. I don't think I don't think because um, obviously we've just had a few games from Back and Pat come out recently, and one of them is Sensi World of Soccer. Yeah, which I own. I need to download. I don't know if that is multiplayer or not. I don't think it is. No, I don't think it will be. It's too old. Yeah, but we could have jumped on that and had a go. But then you're not a footy fan, so I, you know, I'll probably win the penalty shootout. <laughs> <laughs> who knows anyway should we call this a day because I really need to get out of this room because 
I think I've shed about two stone in sweat. Well, we you said you wanted here. to lose sweat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I need a, and I need a drink. Anyway. We'll do the, the closing so, bits then. So just a bit of contact information. Obviously, my Twitter handle is at Steve07. PSNID, the real Steve07. Xbox, Steve07. Email, Steve07 at popculturegames.co.uk. Although I still haven't logged into that one yet. I need oh, to sort that one out. God, man, you need to get that sorted. <laughs> and yourself, Aiden? Uh, so, tw- uh, so, YouTube, if you have a look at Hayden Reese Jones uh, on Twitter and Twitch, it's H E R J U K. And exactly the same on PSN, Xbox Live, and Steam, it's H E R J U K. Uh, email is hrjuk at popculturegamers.co.uk don't forget as well that there is uh, an inquiries email if you want to email us about anything just popculturegamers sorry podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and we have our website as well which is popculturegamers.podbean.com no www at the beginning also we have a facebook group and we are also now, if yeah, you're not so already listening to, uh, to it, on Spotify. Woohoo! Woohoo! We're getting around. We're, we are still the little people in the podcast world, but we, we, we try and rattle a few cages, don't we? We are, but evidently, mm. based on the numbers that we're getting um, and some studies that have been done of podcasts out there, we're in well into the top 50% of podcasts in the country. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. So, you know, because there's so many podcasts out there and some people just never get any listeners. No, no. So, But you also, you know, you, you can get us on multi-format ways of either, even on um, Facebook and, I mean, some of you some of you guys are in my own personal Facebook as well, so some, some chat to me on messaging there and all sorts. So Yeah. There's always one way to, to stalk us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we have we also have a, the Pop Culture Gamers YouTube channel, although that doesn't actually presently have um, its own name uh, because we need to get 100 subscribers on there. So if you... Uh, we, need to, we need to actually put some, well, there, some there videos is. on there, don't we? There, there, yeah. there is. There, there's shows... Load, uploaded yeah. onto YouTube as well uh, automatically. I'm on, about, I'm, on about, I'm on about other videos we should be doing at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, what I'm, what I'm going to do is do some playlists to the videos that are on my channel as well, so that it, you know, it gives us a bit more content. Hmm. Um, but also, I'm intending on doing a little bit more, maybe some live stream stuff like that as well. So, well, we, we should, I think maybe we should start doing a bit more of mixer as well. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, anyway, I think it's time we got the heck out of here. Yep. So, it's thanks for guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. You will see us again next week. Indeed. All, all being well. So it's a good night from me, and it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. <laughs> <laughs>